Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Hey, welcome back to a show that has nothing to do with Joe Rogan whatsoever. Uh, welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Uh, as Kamar mentioned, my name is Matt Floyd. I am joined, as always, by Kamar. Matt, don't try to fool the listeners. And Simon. What is going on? Uh, to make it clear to anyone joining us for the first time, what we do here is very simple. We have all listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. And after we talk about our weeks, we will then get into uh, our thoughts. What's wrong, Simon? Well, the the two and a half minutes that we may discuss something other than Joe Rogan. Listen, the amount of... The amount of bad reviews we get based on people that are like, this doesn't have anything to do with Joe. Well, but that just shows you that that's somebody who listened to the podcast for no more than two minutes and then decided to write a review. Or are not familiar with the format and listen to a post, Joe. I don't think that was the case because this person mentioned that we were talking about... Um, Daylight Savings. Daylight Savings, which I think we started one of our episodes by talking about. We also talked about that in the post, Joe, though. Exactly. So, so there's evidence of fine. both sides. Either way. Either way. What we do here is simple. We all listen to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to uh, get into the topics, discuss some of the stuff they discussed, uh, so on and so forth. Kamar, how was your week? Oh, you know, another day, another dollar. I uh, went to see the lawyer, paid $300, talked to me for 20 minutes, and I was like, come on, man. Like, At least give me my money's on, worth. Can we, what scams can we do? Like, if we wanted to, yeah. so forth and with, like, uh, we got the client privilege here. And then I was like, so what's going on in your life, man? Like, I thought we were going to talk for an hour, no matter what, but. Yeah, they're not whores. They won't give you your money's worth no matter what. Once they're, I think once they're done, they're done. So to all the listeners, we need you to donate. And especially if you don't like it, put your money where his mouth is and donate. <laughs> Simon, how was your week? My week was, uh, you know, busy. Fine. Everything's good. You know, moving along. What'd you think of the fights last night? I thought the fights were terrific. I mean, they were long, but uh, all of the fights were good. I, I know mean, you and I watched... I actually watched every single fight. So. Yeah, I missed. You so missed it starts one. at like five? One. one. No, it started at six. Simon got here at 6.30, so he missed just the first one. Um, yeah, they were all right. I think three title fights in a night is too much. It is too much. I agree. Two. Two is the magic number. There. Yeah. Especially so the three fights were, sorry, were five rounds? It was three yes. five-round fights, and the problem, Kamar, was that, let's say for the sake of argument, all of them went the distance. The last fight... Ended with a knockout in the fifth round with 20 seconds left or a TKO. So for all intents and purposes, it was 15 rounds. The last three fights, which went That's late. A pull. Yeah. He, he smashed his jaw or something. eh? Okay, this is the thing. I, I saw it all over Reddit today. Joe kept mentioning it. He did run off right away, and I guess he wasn't at the press conference. So I'd assume his jaw was broken, but there was never any like... I don't know. I never heard a dog. All I heard was Joe say he definitely broke his jaw. And they showed the replay, and sure, it looked like it. 
uh, it, it kind of did and kind of didn't because I've seen somebody with a broken jaw trying to talk and it literally looks like their jaw is hanging off the bottom Ooh. of their face. His jaw was still moving up and down with his words. So, it, but I'm not a doctor, right? I just play one on. I mean, he podcast. did run out of there quick. I was saying, I was saying to Simon, if he did break his jaw, what a double blessing. Not only did I beat oh, this guy, you know, like he can't fucking say a thing for like a month or two. They got to wire that shit shut. It'll be great. Oh, Eat through Colby. a straw, like yeah. all of that I shit. I think I heard somewhere he might be trying to go to WWE. Yes, we That's heard the talk, We heard yeah. the same thing. Better suit him. On a different podcast. Okay, yeah. excellent, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no special secret sources. Anyway, I guess we'll get into... Uh, we got a full fucking week, yeah. so... It was nice, though, just back to our terrible reviews on American uh, iTunes for a second... It is nice, though, when, you know, you post that and people are, you know, supportive about it not sucking. That's nice to see. Hold on. Hold on. I want to say this. I agree with you. It's very nice. And I want to say that to begin with. When I post that, I'm not looking for people to come to our defense. I post them because I find them hilarious, fucking hilarious. Um, The fact that someone took their time to write us a bad review is more than most. It boggles my mind because... I, I've hated so many things in my life and never, ever written a bad review about any of those things that I hated. No. So, but what I was going to say is thank you so much for all those people who, you know, yeah, yeah, it's very nice, went but- out of their way. If you really want to support, the best way to do that is to go write a good review on iTunes. So when somebody does go and listen, try to listen to the podcast, they're not totally um, biased, or, biased yeah. or, or swayed because of a bunch of fucking douchebags who have nothing better to do but go around writing shitty reviews. What I was going to say to you, though, is as far as people come into our defense, they're people that listen and are fans. Yeah, so you for- would expect. No, what I'm saying, though, is like. It's like if someone says something bad about you and your mom comes up and is like, hey, listen, yeah, don't listen to that Matt, stuff. I, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. I would say to my mom, can you please go write a good review to negate <laughs> that bad review? You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you really want to help, which I'm sure they do because they went out of their way to say. I mean, I'll say this right away. You know, I actually, I no longer care. Our iTunes numbers, our Apple numbers are so low that I don't think anyone... Most people find our podcast through Spotify. Fuck the Apple. For sure. For sure. Listen, I, I don't want to get stuck on this. All I was thinking was, you know, I do this all the time where I go to listen to a new podcast. And the first thing I do is go and read the reviews about the podcast. And if I see a bunch of shitty reviews, I probably don't listen to that podcast. It's a really stupid way to go about doing it. It is, but that's, I never. That's just human nature. You know what I mean? So if we can somehow, you know, break human nature, I'm all sure. for that. Anyways, let's move on. All right. Um, Great. We had a big, 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 big week. Simon, you want to go over them? Sure, I do. It was uh, 1396 Michelle Wolf, 1397 SC Gwen. Joe, you know, reached into his fucking. Got his man. Got his guy. Uh, 1398 was Pavel. I don't even know what his last name is. I'm sorry. Tetsukin? I, have yeah, I haven't. I don't have it written Tsukakalin down. But... or something. And then 90. 1398 is that what you're trying to get at? 1398 was Hinchcliffe. No, did I miss one? I feel like you missed one. I think I missed one. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get there. Yeah, after Gwyn, it was... Um, 
You're right. I definitely missed one. It was after uh, Gwyn. It was uh, oh my god. Am I well? It was Sukal. Yeah, and then sorry, Lil Duval. Lil Duval. The most important one of the week. Lil Duval. Oh, how you? What am I doing here? Sorry. Listen. Come on, Simon. Somebody's got to take over this job. I'm terrible at reading. Well, you got to get back up on the horse. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, all that being said. It was a very interesting week, and Matt was right. Joe went hard in the paint. Yeah, I told you. Um, all right, well, let's start by rating the week. This is going to be a tough one. We'll start with you, Simon. Okay, okay. Please rate the week, if you would. I'm going to give this week a 3.5. 3.5? I think that's about right. 3.5. Solo. I want to be dramatic, but I also have to give this podcast a 3.5. Or the week, sorry, 3.5. Um. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna be that generous. I'll give it a uh, two and a half. Three point five, two point five, now three point five. See over the next couple hours if we can raise that up. Week yeah. of what, Kamar? Uh, sixty. Six zero. Episode sixty. You're yeah. saying? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, perfect. All right, good work, guys. Good ratings. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, we'll start with Michelle Wolf. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's where we start. 1396, Michelle Wolf. Sorry, Matty. It's fine. Don't wipe it off. I'm not, just gonna, gonna... not touching it. Uh, so, yeah, Michelle Wolf. Can I just say I was pleasantly surprised because I find her annoying. stage voice annoying, but she wasn't half as annoying as I thought it would sound uh, in person. I thought her nervous laugh kind of got to me sometimes, but I'm so used to that on Joe now that. It doesn't really like I'm not I don't hold it against the person. I think for some people it's like a huge stage where maybe they're nervous. They're little and, yeah, yeah. Or whatnot. But I it, did, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just really quick was going to say I find it odd when like you're a stand up comedian by trade. You talk in front of I get it. You're not talking in front of millions at a time, but you also just put out a Netflix special. So you you'd think that going on a podcast, no matter how big that you'd be. I mean, again, I don't. I'm not saying she was uncomfortable. And once you get talking, you would, you know, I, I get it. If you're nervous for the first little, you know, 10, 15 sure. minutes, once you get into a conversation, you're just talking. Like, I would assume that you forget that you're even talking to a million people or six million people or whatever the fuck yeah. people listen to Joe's podcast. I wonder if there's a connection between Netflix <laughs> and Joe. No, I mean, there, we know there is. He's worked with them forever. Well, uh, so there's no, obviously. We know a, there is, but if they're like, hey, Michelle's coming on her Netflix special. I think across the board, any comedian that has a major Netflix special coming out can just reach out to Joe and he has an automatic green light. And That's I my assumption. And I was going to say, I think that he. Oh. These are all people who he's friends with, you know? So he's just helping them out because they're putting out a special. I don't Absolutely. think there's a conspiracy there. I also think it's a half degree of Kevin Bacon. In that, like, if, let's say, Michelle Wolf doesn't really know Joe, she might be able to reach out to Tony or someone she knows to be like, hey, I got this Netflix special coming out. Do you think you could reach out to Joe? But she does know Joe. I know yeah. she does. I was just saying, if it, if we were using an example of someone who had a, a Netflix special coming out and maybe wasn't in his circle. Like a Nate Bargatze. <coughs> well, <laughs> remains so, to be seen. So much for that, eh? Yeah. That being said, as we've uh, noticed often with comedians, it really is just a all-over-the-place potpourri. Well, it's because there's no there's no um, there's no field of expertise. Well, that's what I was saying to Matt yesterday. Is I've totally noticed when Joe doesn't have someone on who knows more than he does about something, it really becomes like Joe starts preaching about a lot of things, <laughs> and you know, you start getting like just opinion pieces as opposed to. I mean, listen. I said to Simon, Fort it. 
14 minutes into the Tony Hinchcliffe episode, he's telling him about um, fucking uh, Hearst, William Randolph Hearst. And I was sitting there thinking like, Joe, this guy's a good friend of yours. Like, he obviously knows the story. Here we go again. Yeah, he's been on at least six times. Yeah, I was like, I don't... He's heard that story yeah. six times. Joe, he's been on an airplane with you. He's <laughs> I, heard the story. Unfortunately, jumping ahead, but he went over a lot of redundant stuff with Tony, I found. Out. Yes. They did. Oh, we'll no. get to that. Well, yeah. Let's yeah. get to that. But I also found the same thing true for Michelle Wolf. As comedians It was do. different because it was political instead of um, just interesting facts like with Tony. But they just rehashed the same shit over and over. Like, this is the same conversation we have had on this podcast for a year now. That's detrimental. Well, I was going to say it kind of, it, there's a small part of me, very small, that... Um, that wishes there was, and I don't want to say a format because I fucking hate that, but I wish there was more like, like Michelle Wolf's never been on, right? So maybe ask her some questions about how she got into comedy. Has she never been on? I thought she had been on once before. Really? I might be wrong. You did get that, but it was like just a little 20 minute chunk. I guess maybe you're right. She was a vessel banker and all that. Yeah, you're right. But but even then, like maybe delve deeper. Like you know, she just kind of glossed over that. I would like to know how someone goes from where the come up happened in there. Yeah, it sort of started there, then glazed over, went back to stuff. And that's my point is that I find that the really interesting like meat of what should be the meat of the episode, they often just kind of glance over. And it may also be something that Joe does know. He knows more about her come up, so he doesn't even ask about it. You know, because oh, touche. He won't do great point. He won't do questions like that. He knows the answer to necessarily. Well, no, and you make a great point because I've seen interviews where the interviewer knows the interviewee super well, and they always say during the interview, like, "Oh, it's weird for me because I know the answer to this." But for the for the listeners, the watchers, like, well, that'd be a really good interviewer. But Joe's not really interviewer. No, and I get it. But to me, it's one of those things where you're probably right in that he knows the answer. So for him, he's like, well, I'm not going to ask her a question I know the answer to. That's fucking ridiculous. So I, I guess I get that. She has only been on once. This was her first time, Matt. You are correct. Yeah, I thought I was right. Um, what I found a lot in this episode was Joe was like, and I hate this expression, but this is what I felt it was. He was mansplaining things to her. Oh. Things that were obvious, like everybody knew but he would go that extra yard to explain William Randall Hurt. Not that in but particular. That's, but, but I was but actually going to say to you, the reason I don't think it's mansplaining, and that's why I think you mislabeled it, is because I think Joe actually does that to men and women. I think agreed, he often... Agreed. Sorry, it's Joe-splaining. Joe-splaining. There you go. I think I'll take that. I think there's often yes. men that come on. No, you are 100% And he correct, explains Matt. to them very simple things. Because... Like, yeah, I get it, Joe. Because it was a woman... I I felt it more, maybe. Do you know what I think you're trying to get for at, her? Simon? You felt for her? Yes. Like she... Sorry, Matt. Just one thing. Because she... Yeah, it, it was like he would say, um, let's just make something up, uh, astrophysics. And she would be about to say what she knew about astrophysics. And before she could do it, he had already started explaining. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, to the point you made earlier, I feel like it's one of those things where because he has so many smart people on that when a comedian comes on, he's like, well, this dullard, I can drop some fucking serious knowledge on them. So he feels the need to explain that things. Was, that was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm with you wholeheartedly. Overcompensating. That's all. I don't even think it's overcompensating. No. I think he's, this guy likes talking about things that interest him so fucking much that I don't even hold it against him anymore. I don't think it's like a, a nervous, t I just think he's like that guy who's so fucking amped yep. to talk about whatever. Like, did you know that in Egypt, like, I don't know. Did you notice when they were talking about the wigs 
and syphilis. Yep. He just tailed off and was like, yeah, you know, sometimes the guys just stop giving a fuck and start fucking each other. Like, he wasn't really in it. He, <laughs> he just slipped that in. Guys just don't give a fuck after a while. They just smell something. They fuck each other. He was almost prison, but it was just out of nowhere, I, I thought. Yeah. They weren't even talking about it anymore. It was like 30 minutes later. And Joe's just like, yeah, by the way, men like fucking each other. <laughs> it seemed like a non sequitur at the time. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, the powdered wigs is fucking weird, though, for sure. We st- I mean, it's so weird that it started because of syphilis. Yeah, and it's What's still... What's crazy is that in certain courts in Canada, yeah. they still wear wigs. Of course. Well, that's because we have the British... Yeah, enough already. In courts in Africa. Enough already. The Queen killed Epstein and <laughs> enough, you know? Oh, now it's the Queen killed Epstein. It's not Epstein didn't kill himself. No, it's the, it's take it hashtag level. the Queen killed okay. Epstein. Yeah. yeah, traditions have to die sometimes, but uh, I don't know. Thank also, God for American lawyers in their suits. Dude, I've been alive 36 years, and I've probably been saying this for 16. I, I think tradition is what holds us back more than anything. It's And tradition is probably mostly uh, totally. rooted in racism. Well, it's rooted. Tradition is all rooted in like it's just trying to keep older people happy. Classism, it's really what it is. Ism, ism, it's, ism. it's rooted in ism, Kamara. I, sure. I don't know if racism, I don't know if racism but is the one. No, no, it's definitely rooted in, in isms. Yeah. Yes, I'm with that, but I just don't. I think, I think it is one. Sure, I'm oh, just saying. There's it's, certain. It's one. There's certain things we could look at, Kamara, and you could definitely go. Well, there's nothing racist about this, or you know, in the in the keeping up of this tradition. But like a good example, no, not, not some actually, of it sorry. is sexist. Some not, of it not is the actual tradition is racist. The person who came up with the tradition was racist. <laughs> well, I mean, and thereby it is racist. Okay. Mm. It's a bit of a stretch, but I'm with you. I, was, I'm I like with to you. stretch it yeah, out yeah. sometimes. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just find that tradition is that thing that... Holding us back like religion, something like this. Yeah. I mentioned that to a buddy of ours too that's very religious and he got, he, he got a little... We have a buddy who's very religious? Uh, yeah, he's part of your tribe. Trust me, he's more religious than you'd give on. I used to live in his house. Used to live in his house? The house before this one. Three questions. Oh, right. Yes, sir. Yes. He's, I'd say he's he's religious? Yeah. No. Uh, Dude, I told a Jew joke in front of him one day. A really, really funny Jew joke. And I, I told him with that look, like, I know you're a Jew. You might get a real kick out of this. His face took it like, you're an anti-Semite. Like, dude, he was, he was like, you think that's funny? And I was like, I think that's hilarious. Hmm. I personally, I don't even know the joke and I think it's hilarious. Oh, please give me two moments. <laughs> I think I've told this to you before. So this uh, exchange student is in, um, he's in Italy in, during the summer and it's his last week and he walks into a bar and he gets a drink and he's got to use the bathroom. And as he's on his way to the bathroom, he walks by the back booth. It's a dark lit booth, but he notices that it's Hitler and Mussolini sitting there having a conversation. And the exchange student is like, oh my God. It's mein Hitler, I have to ask a question. So he comes out of the bathroom and he stops and he says, uh, uh, Hitler, can I ask one question I hate to bother? And he says, yeah, yeah, ask the question. And he says, uh, Hitler, if you could do things differently, what would you have done? And Hitler stops, snickers, looks at Mussolini, looks at the kid and he says, I would have killed 16 million Jews and a dolphin. And so the German exchange students kind of puzzled dolphin this makes no sense uh hitler can i ask just one last question please and he says yeah of course and he says um why the dolphin and hitler smiles and looks at mussolini goes you see i told you no one cared about the jews (laughs) (laughs) saved by a jew (laughs) 
<laughs> See, really good. it's perfect. I mean, you are an anti-Semite, but that's really <laughs> funny. You <laughs> did not give him the look. <laughs> Either way, I thought you especially oh, would enjoy that one. It's fuck, a great fucking hilarious. joke. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Anyway, we just lost our, our Israeli listeners. Oh, Shalom. Nice to know you. Right. Anyway, sorry. I just thought that, yeah, that Shalom uh, means hello and goodbye. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what you're saying. Hello <laughs> or goodbye. Like, aloha. Uh, anyway, sorry. Back to Michelle Wolf. Yeah, back to Michelle Wolf. Um, you know what? I one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm really gonna do this. Is mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and find one of those DMT clinics. I hear that they opened up a couple of them in Montreal. Okay. And that's something I'm gonna do. I find it so odd that you won't um, really indulge in edibles, but you're willing to do because DMT. Fifteen minutes, buddy. Gotcha. It's the same reason I don't do mushrooms anymore. Gotcha. I love the things I learn, but eight hours is too much, man. So it's the come down. That's if we the can, worst. you see, I love the come down of mushrooms. Yeah, you've mentioned that. I'll I don't get understand to that. that but one no, bit. if we can condense all that knowledge down to fifteen minutes, fair like, enough. Fair enough. I, I'm I'm all for it. It's the safest play too. I guess. Yeah. To find a. Well, just to do it that way, you can't overdose on it, and like yeah, you but said, same with edibles. Well, an hour later, but an hour later, you're. This is you what I'm thinking. It. I like. I so want to do this, but I also have a tremendous amount of trepidation about it. So I'm worried that if I do it, you don't want to just do it willy nilly. Willy nilly, I'm going to be worried that I'm getting some shitty dose, and it's going to give me some sort of badass trip. This way, I can go in totally confident that. I'm safe and just enjoy the experience. I think that'd be very important. Yeah. Your mindset when going into yeah. a setting, you know, mm-hmm. hmm. fair enough. That's it's, your new year's resolution to do DMT. It's to quit smoking. Okay. I have a whole plan yeah. that I'm going to put into action and, um, to do DMT. Yeah. Did Michelle just ask and Joe explain DMT to her? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't think she asked. No, he just explained. Whoa, yeah. No, no, they were talking about, um, she was talking about doing mushrooms mm-hmm. yes, and yes, how yes. she was giggling all the time. And that just reminded me, I had forgot how some trips, like depending on the mushrooms, you could get a really giggly batch, you know? It was just like... Those were the best. There is no better mushroom trip than the... The best. Like... I remember waking up the next day a couple times and my face was, I was like, why does my face hurt? And it, and then I was like, oh, I spent seven hours laughing like a fucking jackal. Except I, when you laugh so hard, you can't breathe. And you're like, stop. And you're begging and it won't go. It often won't to me on mushrooms too, I would laugh and I'd open my mouth. And you know when you're laughing so hard that no uh, noise is coming out? Yeah. But then I would get this feeling like my mouth would open up so wide that... I could push out of my mouth, which is a really weird, like your skull is pushing out of your mouth. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- like that Beetlejuice monster. Exactly. That, dude, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. That that's what I thought guy. of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways. Yeah. So that's where the DMT, then they started talking about DMT about something that just reminded me that, uh, hmm. that's something I want to do. So I'm going to look for that. So if either of you guys want in on that, I'll, it's crazy to me that in the States you. right now, um, the the drug laws are just uh, except for certain drugs obviously but it seems like they're just getting muddier and muddier Muddier. like the fact that counties are being like psilocybin's legal and federally they're like whoa whoa i thought it was state i thought no oakland just because oakland is in california california did not legalize psilocybin yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right so what i'm saying is now it's crazy where 
it makes a little more sense to me when a state, because states are supposed to be individual. It's the United States. It's the idea that if you don't like this state, you move to that state. Right. Fine, I'm fine with that. So the idea that a state could say, we don't, we don't agree with the federal law. We're going to change our law so that our people aren't being locked up. Fair enough. But it's weird then for like a city or a county to say, well, hey, we're going to take that a step further. We really like mushrooms. So Oakland is a county? No, Oakland is a city. Oakland is a city. But I'm saying the county that yeah, yeah, yeah. Oakland no, lies just, within, I'm not sure which county it is. It's one of the, the few Oakland counties. Was. And what if it is the X factor? What, like they just... just mass people doing mushrooms is... is, is... Well, because Oakland's, Oakland's a pretty dangerous place. Imagine if five years from now, after the psilocybin gets legalized, it just totally cleans up. Everyone gets on the straight and narrow. Well, that and, I mean, even just with weed, now that we're seeing weed get weed legalized, are we going to see like a drop in... Well, what crime rates like well of course it, you, hold on it, it's you, gonna take time you have to see a drop in crime rates over a 10-year span because you're locking up exponentially less people for yeah i'm just saying on that level alone simon right but we'd have to eliminate that that's not what i'm talking about right like i'm talking about uh, uh, do you smoke weed yeah that doesn't make any sense no it makes that's sense. I'll, I'll tell you why it makes sense the recidivism <laughs> rate goes down because if you go to jail for a minor marijuana infraction you then have a record you then are most likely to go back to some sort of crime right. outside of the marijuana yes, realm. Yeah, yeah, no, that that makes sense. No, but I mean, that's a deep stat that would take 20, 15, 20 years to really compile. That's just it. You'd have to let that play out. You couldn't go Hopefully five years from anyway. now. And, yeah, no. Well, no, no, but that's what they'll want to do. They'll want to go five years from now and see, say, look, there's no difference, you know, but it's a long play. It's not a short play. But I actually disagree with well, you. I it, think five years from now, that's the thing. Five years from now, there will be an incremental difference that'll, that'll but say. But they'll be able to say, the, the naysayers will be able to say, this is just the number of people we were locking up for the crime before it has nothing to do. Look, I, I, I'm just trying to I know play, what you're saying. Uh, Diablo I mean, you could, also argue, government. you could also argue that the DUI count would, you know, quadruple overnight because now you have officially marijuana on the, you know what I mean? Where they can see it, but they right. have no so, system for so it. So maybe that evens it out but that's in the I, end. It, but, it probably actually is more, except you're not going to jail for that, That's right? the point. Yeah. Well, oh no, that's not true. I guess it depends on how many, um, if you don't, this is the thing. If you have a lot of arrests. This is what's already. crazy to me. We've discussed this a million times, so I won't spend a lot of time on it, but like, I don't care how high you are. You should never go to jail for driving high. There's a level of drunk where I'm like, you're a fucking danger to society behind that wheel. But like, you can't tell me that the highest person in the world is even close to as dangerous as a medium drunk person on the road. I don't think you can say that. I, I think, Matt, that, of course, people who smoke weed, for the most part, are able to drive all right when they're high. But if you're smoking weed for the first time and getting behind the wheel, and this is coming from a guy who smokes a lot of weed, I think you could fucking do some crazy shit out there but People again get fucked up. i get it but again great britain spent millions of dollars testing this and the numbers said the opposite and th is that the numbers because less people are likely to get behind the wheel when they're high or is it listen even if that's both driving and even if that is the correlation that matters you have to of take course, that into of account course it does, you can't yeah. just bury your head in the sand and go well the fact that they're not getting behind the wheel changes everything yeah it actually does change everything because if you're less likely to get behind the wheel then the problem is almost solved in itself isn't that just the point right is that you're so high that you're triple and quadruple and 
thinking it but as opposed then, to being drunk and just getting in the but car you still and have driving. Your, but the point is you still have your wits about you and it doesn't no i'm agree you I'm enough a, I'm yeah agreeing. i know you are I'm just it doesn't it actually depedes you or whatever the yeah, reverse that's definitely is not a word. <laughs> obviously because you're five times thinking it you know yeah, as opposed maybe to overthinking two it. times it might be prepeed <laughs> sure same thing too like i'll say this you know, everyone I know that drives stoned, by and large, no, I'd say almost, yeah, no, everyone I know that drives stoned drives safer stoned. They're not as reckless. Whereas, like, I have a buddy that dro- that died drunk driving, and the cops were like, he must have been doing 140 when he hit the fuck, when he flipped over the guardrail. So, like, not only was he three sheets to the wind, reckless. he was driving like a fucking asshole. Um, and that's, that's, I mean. That's all part of it, right? Yeah. yeah. Either way. Back to Michelle. Either way, yeah. Um, I don't feel like she gave us too much. Like, I mean, it was a three-hour episode. But I feel like I was expecting to be annoyed by someone who was actually really up on themselves or something like that. But I felt that she was sort of shy and humble and, and not what I thought she was going to be at all. She oh. wasn't... I, I agree with Kamara. She's not what I thought. I thought she was going to be a like a social justice warrior and she was no such thing. She was like the anti of that, actually. It's weird you guys would think that because I, I mean... I haven't watched her stand up, but I know things she's written. And I, coming into this, I've a I didn't have any uh, preconceived notions. I, I did her voice was one thing that I thought from hearing her talk before, but I definitely didn't get the social justice warrior vibe. I thought prior it was prior just a preconceived yeah. notion I had. It was totally unfounded. Obviously, it was because she did the State of the Union address or whatever that was in Washington. So I just assumed no, that no, she did the press. Uh, what well, is it? Whatever the press it was. Dinner. Whatever it was. Yeah. Associated Press? No, that's... Yeah, uh, sorry, not the State of the Union. That's something different. That's what the president does. You know, it was a very interesting conversation that they had. The Correspondence Dinner, that's it. Thank you. That's it, Kamar. Was all about uh, China. So they were talking a lot about China in this episode. Just the idea... China is so old. Like, so old. That's what I'm the most fascinated by. Well, and here's the best part. Um, They're so secretive that we may never know what the fuck ever went down in China because they just don't let outsiders in to do the research as well. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the... Hold on. You're telling me that no Westerner has ever gone over no, no, and studied of, of course Chinese they, culture history? Of course they have. Okay. I'm just saying that the availability of that stuff is not the same as it would be if you wanted to go study something in Europe. It's hard to... But I think like the communists would destroy it all. I was too. just going to say, it doesn't help that they suppress most... Like T- Tiananmen Square never happened. Right. Well, that's, well, that's, 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 that's different. Very that's, recent history. We're talking about... I'm just I'm saying... About, no, I'm talking about ancient history. Sure, I agree. But I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, I know there wasn't communism back then, but... I just don't say they didn't know how much is getting destroyed, Kamar. I think a lot of it is being hidden, which for all intents and purposes is the same thing because we're not getting the information. But I don't think they're like, example, um, there are pyramids in China. They are totally overgrown in grass. They look like a triangular mountain. But they are fucking pyramids, 100%. But no one knows anything about them. They know about them, but they can't... The Chinese won't allow them in. They won't um, admit that they even exist. For whatever reason. Like, that could be anything. That's not a conspiracy about aliens. That's a... Maybe they just don't want us to know how 
far back their history goes, you know, like there are things that we just don't know about China. It's a very, it's a very secretive place. They're the boss. And did you ever see that tomb that they found in China where it's uh, all the warriors made in stone? Terracotta. Terracotta. Like it's like a a thousand of them, eh, Kamar? Yeah, there's a shitload. No, it was a thousand. It it's was a lot. Like eighty or something. No, it's more well, than that. Anyways, eighty it's, is a lot. <laughs> anyways, a very impressive when, too. When you look at some of the ancient structures in China, I mean, you there are some that you'll know. You know, they're crazy. The Great Wall of China, for one, is insane. I've heard of it. But I don't even know how old the Great Wall is. We don't know how old the wall is. No, no, but me, uh, I don't know if that's something they're hiding. It's not. It's not. There's no, I think BC, it's, but, but how ancient is the Great Wall of China? Do you know? Well, BC? I think it took them hundreds of years to build. I think that's a big... But are we talking like uh, before Christ or are we talking... Uh, that's what I, I said when I said it was BC. BC. Yeah. Although now it's BCE is the correct... Sorry, not before Christ. Before... Before uh, current era or okay. epoch, excuse yes. me. Yeah, sure. Um, anyways, yeah, no, it's just, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see if one day they loosen up or if this will forever be this kind of secret. Can I just say, it's really sad when you go to Google the great wall and the first thing that comes up is a film (laughs) and not the actual, um, place there, the great wall of China. What did you want to know, Simon? I just wanted to know when it was built. Gotcha. Um, Several walls were being built from as early as the 7th century BC by ancient Chinese states. Selective stretches were later joined together by Qin Shi Huang, uh, 220 to 206 BC, the first emperor of China. Little of the Qin wall remains. Later on, many successful dynasties have built and maintained multiple stretches of border walls. The most well-known sections were built in the Ming Dynasty, 1368 to 1644. So that's a 300-year stretch where... They say the brunt of it was... 7th century. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. If those walls could talk. Yep, yep, yep. What's really crazy is that they built it not even knowing that eventually we'd go to space and be able to see it from there. That's really insane. Or did they? Or sorry, or not go to space and not see it from there. I was going to say, or did they... Oh, did they know? No. Did they... Did the people who helped build the wall, did they have a view from up there already? We just said it was if most of it was built in thirteen. Okay, whatever. We're not making But fine. they did go off on China, and it is scary about China, like how well they're coming. Well, what happened with the NBA? Yeah, that is so interesting. You know eh? what I mean? And, and and there's so much going on now. Just people gloss over it, but it's like what's scary is that the NBA, this massive U.S. conglomerate. Or so we placated thought. to them. Absolutely, like bitch. that's the craziest thing that the NBA was like, whoa, 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 hold on, this guy's done. This guy's dead. this guy's not with us. He sleeps with the. He fishes. didn't say that. Well, it's mostly the players, right? Because they all have these like shoe deals. That well, no, are hold on. A hundred times bigger in China than in the states. It's just such it a huge market. It wasn't necessary. <laughs> LeBron came out. LeBron was the one that came out and said. To the Rockets president, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He shouldn't open his mouth. Mm -hmm. LeBron has a lot to lose. But what they don't realize is the NBA, like China is probably their, it might even be their biggest um, market. market. Like, I mean, it is because they have 3 billion people or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it is. But the NBA is huge over there. Since Yao Ming, like it's fucking massive. And they know that. And they immediately went on the fucking defensive and were like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's not what we meant. I just think it's crazy that China immediately, like, 
didn't wait. Probably had half a meeting and we're like, it's done. Cancel it all. We don't give a fuck. I know. I mean, if China was the NFL, they would have just fired all those guys, you know, for kneeling or, or whatever. Like, they don't mess around no. at all. And it's not even under the guise of like, yeah, I know you know what we're doing. I, I know have, you think this is wrong, but we're doing it. A buddy of mine uh, that I grew up across the street from, he lived, his parents were um, diplomats. He lived in China when he was young. And I remember him telling me, and I never fact-checked this, but it's a fun little bullshit stat, whether it's true or not. He said that they used to execute people at the halftimes of football games. In China? Yeah. And then they charge the family for the bullet, which is the other, like, that's the classic. If the, in China, okay, so if you're a Canadian from China, a Chinese Canadian. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're, so you're, you've immigrated here, but you're Chinese. I'm trying to figure out what you're saying. I think either or. I'm not sure. But okay. if you want to open a business yeah. here in Ottawa right now in mm-hmm. Canada, yeah. China has um, subsidy programs where they'll... Subsidies. That's what I said. Subsidy programs. Okay. Came out a little different. Did it? Did it? it said subsidies. That's what I said. No, you subsidies. said... That's not... Forget it. Just go. Okay. Anyway. What is it? Lay the tape back. <laughs> <laughs> point is, they will fund you to open a business here. The point of this story is China wants a foothold here and they will do it one tiny little piece at a time. Not just here, everywhere. I, I understand. I'm just even, I know of this here. You know what I mean? Like physically, I know two businesses in Ottawa that they've done this. I think it's well underway, not even like a foothold. Like, yeah. And again, it's the no bones about like this, what we're doing. We're trying to, what would you expect us to do? Not this, I mean, it's we weird. think they act in a certain way. Well, know? they don't give a shit. Like they could get as much bad press as they want. They just don't care. Sorry, man. Well, no, what I was going to say is it's weird that you use that as the example. They own the U.S. Mm-hmm. All like, the yeah, treasury bonds It's not like, oh, we have a little foothold in this little business that we opened here or there. We own some land. Like they owe, like the U.S. owes, if right now China said we want our money, Everything in the U.S. goes to shit. Everything. I, I guess. And here. I guess well, I don't the know why point I'm I was trying to get at was even though they own everything, they will still, it's, they'll still tiny little piece by piece. Like they want to just, they want to be here. They have a plan. They have a plan. And that's, that's Yeah, but they I spoke about the real thing is that they, they, they don't plan like the rest of us. The rest of us are like, oh, I have a 20, 40 year plan. But then when I retire, like, man, whatever. The Chinese are like, we have a 400-year plan. It's a long game. Oh, it's the longest. Serious. Long yeah, like game. they're like, I know that I'm not going to benefit from this, but my great-great-grandkids are going to own it. Well, you. that's the difference between um, North Americans and the Chinese is that we only think at the most of our children, not our children's children. And even that we don't really think of. And, and that's why, uh, did we already talk about this on the podcast where I heard somebody was saying, look, the only way to... Um, help the environment. Did we talk about this? Carry on. You've said a couple words. (laughs) It was, um, what were they saying? That the only way is to, uh, like somehow prove that it's going to affect you while you're still alive. And if you can't do that, there's no hope. This sounds, I mean, it bears repeating. Anyways, whatever. Uh, and the other thing, uh, China has no regulation. No. So, so they just motor through with like this experiments or whatever. And I don't think they touch it up, but they have a million person concentration camp. 
Well, it's because life they, life is wicked cheap. Over where there. they harvest organs and do experiments on people, like again, not something that was if uncovered by the Chinese people, everyone would be upset. Like, yeah, what do you expect them to do? It's China. But you can't say that. See, that's the problem. Is I think we shouldn't be able to say that. You mean as the well, no. What I think, I think the I think there's a shitty misconception of Chinese people living in China that like if the if the greater Chinese people just found out that there was a million people whose whose organs were being harvested, they'd all be like, "That's how we do." I don't necessarily believe. Oh, you, you that. don't think that? No. What I think is that because all the information is so suppressed that if you never know. You can just think it's status quo. They're like, what are you talking about? They are so programmed, just like we are programmed in our own I ways. definitely, listen, because of the shit in Hong Kong right now, I, I agree with you. There are diehard Chinese nationals that are China all fucking day. I, I just think that in a country of 3 billion people, we're doing, we're not doing them any favors by assuming that they're all just in on it. There have to be good people in China that if they found that out would be like, I'm not for this. Because think about it. If you live in a country, Kamar... Of course there are. But that's what I'm saying. Of is, course there are. Dude, you'd have to think, like, what what stops them from coming from my organs? The question day? is, what is the percentage? Like, if we're talking about a billion people or whatever, is it 5%? Is it 10%? Oh, I'd say it's up 40%. You think? They care? I yeah, think so. for sure. That are uh, No, that are down for China. Oh, that are diehard. For, yeah, and you're saying 60% probably give a fuck about humanity and other people. Or or, so the, the question is, are they so... It must be more. Are Chinese people so um, nationalistic because of the communist thing, like they're forced into it, or are they like this anyways, you know? Well, I mean, egg. first of all, you're all, everyone's indoctrinated to believe that whatever they're following is the shit, right? Yes. So there's no there's no difference over there. They just they've been trained to believe that like the way they do it is much better than the way it's done over here. So you wouldn't. My point is, you just wouldn't have any basis, especially if you didn't have any news or internet mm-hmm. to to change your mind. I mean, it goes to what uh, we'll talk about a little Duval, but there's no right or wrong depending on whose side you're on. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, look at North Korea. Well, like, this is what I want to say. Uh, North Korea, they do fuck with. Venezuela, we do fuck with. Sanctions and can really hurt these countries. You can't do shit with well, China. Well, we, we don't owe them. Uh, we, well, China's too big. A trillion yeah, dollars too or whatever. Well, well, it's also too, you can't, you sanction China. China goes, uh, 90% of the stuff in your country is made here, so... Okay, we sanction, sanction on. Well, that's yeah, exactly nothing's leaving our country now, Trade and every war. port dries up, and then we're and then everyone's fucked. You don't send yourself to uh, jail or to time out. You know what I mean? Like that's they're all woven yeah. in together. So I contend that China isn't trying to make moves. I think China's made the move, and it's just like oh, now it's just a the they're just waiting. Sort of well, it's just a time. They're just like waiting. Uh, elephant in the room for what? I don't know. Like, it's like this. If you right now owed me $10 billion, you yourself, Kamar, I, for me, it's a waiting game. Like, I'm just going to watch this guy fall apart. You know what I mean? Like, he, I, one cent at a time. That's, yeah. Anyway, do you have anything else on Michelle Wolf? Because I do, yeah. Um, oh, okay. This is going to be a five hour podcast then. Yellowstone. They talked a little bit about Yellowstone and the biggest the, volcano in the world, the super volcano. And I don't know if this is true. Joe has mentioned this stat before, but if this is true, it is a crazy thing that 70,000 years ago, that super volcano blew and it knocked out the population of the world back down to like a thousand people or something. If that's true, on, so- that is such an insane idea. Sorry, go ahead. No, nothing. Well, but that is 
uh, live, bubbling as we speak right now. Yellowstone. Well, how about that Hawaii volcano? New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. The people were inside on the tour and the fucking thing blew. Jesus. Not much warning there. That uh, the national parks in the States, though. um, I just watched this whole thing on Netflix. Not on Netflix, on Crave. Not Crave. On Amazon Prime. I'm sorry. Plug them all. (laughs) (laughs) On Amazon Prime, which is like mysteries of the national parks. Okay. So it's a little bit of like ancient aliens mixed in with the national parks mixed in with some other shit, you know, but it's just crazy. I didn't realize that every park is just like loaded with superstition and tales. Pyramids. I didn't get to any pyramids. No, no. I, I'm just talking how you talk about there in China. There probably are, though, in America. Like, well, they they know for sure they're finding. They just found the oldest settlement ever in um, the U.S. It dated back fourteen thousand five hundred years. It wasn't a giant temple, though. It was like a just a settlement. You know what I'm saying? But that's cool. Anyways, sorry, I I just I yawned. It wasn't no no wasn't no, it no, you? No, no, it's all good. Um, but it's just so imagine that they get down to a thousand people and then have to rebuild the world. <laughs> it's just <laughs> such an amazing concept. No one well, hold on, but if it's phones. seventy thousand years ago, I mean, what world was there? Well, for all we know, it was a real big. But popu- we don't know. Is my point. World. Maybe it went from two thousand to one thousand. Okay, I'm I'm going to assume from everything else we know that there were many more than a thousand people back then. But you argue that we don't really know anything. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're not going to get anywhere <laughs> on that basis. A lot of it is in with our next uh, guest. Yeah, yeah, with uh, with uh, C. S. Gwynn. Except he didn't. S. C. S. C. Gwynn. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let me just see what else we have in this episode, and uh, if we can get rid of this. Um, like I said, they had a three-hour conversation where they just kind of went, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm so weary now when I see three hours on anything. I, I, there's nothing. It's just because I'm out of my sink right now. Like I, It's really hard to listen to podcasts. Dude, I feel you. Because I'm used to listening to like two Monday morning or Monday, like, and it just, I don't feel the same way to throw them on. I'm not going to lie. I listen to everything now in one and a half times. Everything. No matter what. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets listened to on one time. Especially now because I'm like, he clearly has uh, a schedule where like five are going out a week. You know what I mean? Unless he's out of town, that seems to be the deal. And I guess the biggest thing is just training your ear to put up with Joe's fast talk. Because with half the people, you don't know what they sound like. It's They could be just talking normal for you. Well, no. On one and a half times, I find you don't actually notice. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. You don't. You notice for the first couple of seconds, and then it just becomes normal. Like, Kamar, I I kept switching back and forth between podcasts, and I kept having to be like, is this even on one and a half times? And I'd, I'd hit it. Oh, because you had gotten so used yeah, to Yeah, like I'm telling you, it, it truly actually, it, the pacing on some of them is actually a lot better. And then you listen to Joe on one, and he's talking yeah. like this. Like, oh, I hope it's not a stroke. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Joe stops himself at one point from giving away a terrorist attack on how to take down a plane. He was like, you don't remember that? They were talking about being on a plane about something. And Joe was like, no, they're talking you, about going through TSA. 
whatever it was, but Joe was about to say, all you have to do is this. And then he was like, wait, no, I'm not going to say that. Oh, I just thought it was interesting. Like, they're talking about shoes. Yeah, but I just think it's funny that, like, bottles. Joe, I'm pretty sure these guys, all they do is sit around thinking about this. They've probably thought of whatever you were about to drop. And it's amazing how we do adapt, right? Because traveling before, say, 9 11 was so much easier, it was just a different ball game. Well, yeah. And why can you ride the. Oh, I guess I just answered my own question. I was going to say, why can you ride the train? Like you can just get on a train with a fucking bomb vest if you want. Nobody is going to no check security. you. Nobody's going. Well, it's because you're stuck to the rails. So the worst you're going to do is kill Derail everybody on the train. Yeah. You can't fly it into a building. You can't use it as a weapon. You can't. Uh... Yes. And and then if like you took over a bus, like how much damage are you really going to do? I don't do, know. You if know? you had one of those trains underground and blew it up, I, I don't. I feel comfortable uncomfortable talking about this as well. Okay, like very good. Let's just stop. Then. Show went. Um, we got to move on. Yeah. Joe mentions just last thing. He mentions, um, by name about taking down Adam from Adam ruins everything. He actually owned it. Yeah. Says, well, I don't remember. No, he didn't say by name, but he, he gave the whole situation about, um, the guy wanted to say that there was no difference between males and women in sports. That was where that all started on, uh, well, she pushed back too. you know what I mean? She did? She doesn't want a, a guy uh, becoming a girl and beating her up. Oh, yeah. No, she agreed with Joe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay, let's uh, let's rate this one, Maddie, and be done with it. All right, we'll start with uh, Kamar. You know, because I was so pleasantly surprised with her, I thought it was going to be worse. I gave her three. I thought... Uh, I mean, I have no problem with Michelle Wolf. I thought she was great. I just didn't find the episode to be... I don't know. I thought it was literally just middle of the road. Nothing like... Nothing made me laugh out loud. Nothing made me be like, oh, that's a great point. I don't know. Two and a half. I'm sticking with my... I thought it was right down the middle. I, I there, As I always complain about, there could be more origins, but I got to know a bit more uh, about her. I'm sorry, guys. Could you repeat those for me? I gave it a two and a half. I gave it a three. Three. And I'm going to go with Kamar. I'm going to give it a three. All right. Fair enough. So we're all and, kind uh, of in the same Final ballpark. thoughts on her, Kamar? Like, I can't say it enough. Super Will you cool. watch her Netflix special? Uh, yeah, I'll try it. I can't watch any comedy specials more than like ten minutes. Oh, that's what I forgot. They're talking about Eddie Murphy, whether he'll come back, mm-hmm. which is well, really... they paid him, so he's coming back. But what it? They're just talking about what it'll they be. talk about yeah. Eddie Murphy and Hinchcliffe too. So you, okay. you'll get your chance, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, my final thought on her is, yeah, no, I, she seemed really nice. She, I, I thought she was going to be different. She broke that expectation. And to answer Matt's question, no, I am not going to watch her comedy special. Frankly, she didn't make me laugh once in the episode. She, I, I forgot she was even a comedian. Fair enough. Thought she was like a pundit. Fair enough. Right. So backhand on the way yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I thought she was great. Kind of a cunt. <laughs> not funny. Like, okay. <laughs> Um, All right. Yeah, there let's you move go. on. Let's move on. All right. So, uh, 1397 SC Gwen. Joe um, went out of his way to find this guy. No, I disagree. Oh. I, I think, I truly think that his publisher saw a huge spike and was like, I don't care what you think. Like, this guy. This, oh, no, you're probably right. This they book, spoke about This that, book yeah. came out years ago. So, he was done the press tour. Nine years ago. Sorry, there you go. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. A, a decade yeah. later, his yeah. publicist hit him up and was like, I got some news for you, buddy. This guy has pull, and you're he he just put a hundred grand in yeah. your pocket. Because he's never seen a bump like that before for his he's book. He's just a kid from New Jersey. Well, that's it. I mean, 
I just imagine though writing a book and then it would be like if episode one, well, that's actually happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's just so weird to write a book and then nine years later, have it fucking like re-enter the charts. That's uh, I mean, that's a dream, a dream come true, especially yeah. a book like this where yeah, for no reason besides Joe decides to take an interest in it. It's amazing the sway this guy has. man. I think he, he's starting to be like, whoa. There's too much power, you know, like every time. Well, he- that's why he didn't give away his terrorist attack plan. <laughs> no, I think he, yeah, I think he's aware of, uh, I think he's been aware for a while, though. In any event, it was unfortunate. This is only an hour and a half. Like, I could have listened to this. I don't know, man. This really uh, spoke to me. The freedom. Like, like it's just a wild, no bank accounts, no cash, no, like. I, yeah, but you're also forgetting the, like. You lived on the edge every fucking second. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'll take my bank account and the worries I have now over I, like... I don't know, man. It just seems like the greatest way to live. Dude, you could possible. stub your toe back then and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my problem with this guy was? And I I didn't really have a problem with him per se. I just... All his information was so interesting, but... To me, my personal opinion is that the time period he was writing about this end, the Wild West, that was like the the very last vestiges of this great civilization that used to be here. He doesn't take any of that into account. You know what I mean? He never... I'm trying to think of the best way he, where doesn't, he doesn't take the genocide into account. Is that what you're saying? No, he not just, the genocide, you know, but where they came from to get to those planes. Cause that's the other thing. It's not like the best land. These were, were the last people left from the, the, from a civilization that was once probably building cities is my point. So they were advanced or the, or these this well, was as the, advanced as it gets. But hold think, on, what is a city to you? I, I'm just curious. To say they were, they were, did they not predominantly live in tents? I don't believe so, but okay. I, again. Teepee. I think I the teepees, okay. so, all okay. of that that we see there, that's, I mean, look, it was the last 200 years. It's still a long time, but if we're talking about 70,000 years, let's say, right? Like it's a tiny little sliver in. So wait, I'm just curious. Your argument is that. They used to create cities and civilizations, and then they stopped. Hence my confusion. Well, I think there was probably some sort of like... The blip. Um, These are the thousand. The, the Same kind of idea, Kamar. Exactly. <laughs> it's convenient. The, these would be the thousand. No, they're not the same thousand. I'm saying it's the same idea that something bad happened, a cataclysm. These were the people that were left from it, and... I just don't think that they were as savage. Like, of course, at that point in time, they were, but they weren't just savage people. They they were. They're were, they were on a different program. But uh, from what I understand, they were going strong, and there was people in New York City. There was civilization, of course, and they were just still living. Like, it's just I find it so fascinating. Well, with and how. The, um, two people ago or whatever it is to get there. And how the white people who were accepted into these tribes for whatever reason, and then brought back to civilization, always wanted to go back to the, the wilderness. Well, wasn't it, who mentioned it? Someone mentioned that like, was it Mitt Romney or someone's grandfather 
had like met Lincoln, like shaken Lincoln's hand or something. And hearing that, you're like, whoa, hold on. Someone that's alive now had like a relative that they met that shook Lincoln's hand. Like it really puts it in perspective that you're like, okay, so this is two yeah, I know people. two people ago. I get it's it. It's crazy. It's a degree. It's nuts. And the, the, how they shot their bows underneath the horse. Like I always thought that was just Hollywood finesse. You know what I mean? <laughs> just a little trickery of the camera. But they were just, they were just, <coughs> and especially the Comanche were the baddest ass of all of them. Well, to Matt's point, um, that frontier life must have been insanely hard, like law, um, medicine. There was nothing. You know what I mean? He's right. You hurt your toe. But the the natives weren't living like that. They weren't having the same problems. It wasn't until because they kept moving. Interesting. They never they never say you can't argue that, though. I mean, you can't sit there and say that, like. What you're arguing then is that the natives had all the medicine they needed. I I don't think that's true. I think they had some of the same problems where... Or did those, again, I don't know if this is true or not, but they say that disease was brought by the white man. So are those medicines you need to deal with white man diseases? No, because what I'm saying is like if you get... I, I don't. Your argument would be that if you got a cut in North America on your toe, that it had no chance of getting infected until the Europeans showed up. I don't buy that. But I think Bacteria they would have all, their own remedies and stuff. That's right. They would have okay, found a root. No, no, that. no. You're losing the plot here. What I'm saying is that they still have that root when the North Americans show up. Nothing changes. I get that they brought new disease. What I'm saying to you is if you have a cut or a, a wound and, it, and bacteria gets in it, bacteria is everywhere. They didn't bring that with them. It gets infected. You will die unless you have some sort of penicillin, which we didn't have. My point to you is that they would have had the same problems along that line like if you if you if you took an arrow in the wrong spot and that shit got infected i get what you're saying they might have had some old ancient remedies that might have you never know that might have killed some bacteria they might have just found like they might have had science that we just didn't know that uh, that was working for them for a really long time and well, just sign okay just how are you saying they all accepted it well it is like oh they got us of course they're gonna kill the babies you know what I mean? They only wanted to keep 14-year-olds and everyone else got slaughtered or enslaved. But it wasn't like, oh, they did us wrong. It was like, oh, that's what we would have done to them. Well, But that's the weird thing about the, the narrative now is like back then it was just like it's either us or you. Someone's going to get killed. With their, we're trying to kill you. You're here on our shit. You're here trying to take ours. You're trying to kill us. Like that was just kind of how it was. But now the narrative is like the white man just came, which we did. We came and wiped them out. But. I think they were equally trying to kill us. I don't think it was like we showed up and it was just a fucking... I think maybe had you just left them in their little 700 acres or whatever, or 70,000 acres it was, they, they could still be existing maybe. Well, listen, we, we, wiped, a, we wiped them out. That's not... There's, there's no fucking... There's no it, argument there. And it makes me look at reservations are like... Um, reservations are terrible. Waterworld. Or what's the... Is it Waterworld? Yeah, Waterworld. But it's like they're in this captivity, this freest of free people who've just been fucked like it's but i mean to say they're free the freest of free like we gave them the shittiest plots of land which was all theirs to be honest to begin with oh no no with that fuck over i just mean at this time that joe romanticizes about I, i'm 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 in a bromance with joe about this <laughs> this time and era did it not surprise you when you saw an hour and a half yeah uh, it was weird 
I was I was like, hold on. He had a hard out, obviously. <laughs> and he probably doesn't want to talk too much about the book. Well, that so was one people will go and get it. That know? was one thing that had hit me. I was like, okay, they're discussing this at length. You'd think the guy would want to save, be like that chick, like, well, you got to buy the book, Joe. Page 42. But, I mean, I guess at that point, he's also like, it came out nine years ago. I already got my bump. You know what? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he figured all these people have already read it. Maybe we'll just dive deeper into, I don't know. Did he get to why he wrote the book? Like what? Oh, he had a he had a bunch of books. There, yeah, there but was... he's not like a exclusive Indian Historian. guy. He's Historian. Uh, that's what I'm asking yeah, is no. what drove him to write to because he obviously had to do a great deal of research. I bet there's other books just as good as this. This just happened to be the one that, yeah, the one Joe, that Joe picked, yeah. and now we're here. Watch next week. There'll be a guy that wrote a different Native book. Will come on and be like, "This guy's Native book was bullshit." I <laughs> we don't need that in life, and it's Chris Cresser in a mask. <laughs> yeah, Chris trying to fucking come back. <coughs> oh my god the guy that wrote chris kressler killed epstein i nearly shit my fucking pants i mean it is sorry what was that matt someone on our reddit wrote chris kressler killed epstein mm-hmm. dude i was in tears that's laughing. great um so horses evolved in north america and then apparently left and then were brought back by the europeans and he refers to them as technology Right, but I just, like, to me, I, I just, I don't know, man. That seems weird to me. Hold on. You just went, you so you have no problem believing that there was ancient civilization 70,000 years ago in North America building cities, and that they got wiped out, and that we're left with what we're left with, but the horses, you have a huge problem with. Well, just that all the horses get wiped out, it's, I don't know, maybe, I don't, yes, maybe, Matt, I'm just saying, on the same right. logic, I mean, it works, you know. I don't see back then how you could qualify that. There's no planes. There's no getting around everywhere, seeing everything. Like, could be horses. I just think there were always horses here. That's my contention. And yes, for sure, many of them got wiped out. But I think this idea that the Europeans came back and gave them this technology that they didn't have before, it's just all part of this narrative that they're trying to run again to make them seem like a, a people who were savages. I, I meant more like when he refers to it as technology, it's technology that has now become completely obsolete. The horse. Well, I mean, in a third world country or whatever, you still need horses or whatever, but uh, it, they race with them or whatever. Like, And that's watching a cycle of something when the horse is probably more important than an iPhone. Or what, yeah, no, that's whatever. a very interesting point, Kamar. But Kamar, I disagree. Like, first of all, we still, like you said, we still use horses for a lot of stuff. They're still actively used on farms for... I assume a bunch of stuff. That's why they keep them, right? Yeah. Most farms you go to, there's a few horses. Look, before, if you wanted to get somewhere, you got on your horse and rode. Now you get in your car and you drive. That's 99%. I'm with you. But But again, bicycles are still actively around. And that's like a fucking super old technology that you could argue is obsolete. Wow. I think the horse comes before the bike. Yeah, it does. Of course. That's not my my point. Also, if you think about it too, like we still like I was watching something about like uh, the SpaceX rocket the other day and they were like, it's got this much horsepower and the number was astronomical. And I was like, why are we still at this point in rocket power using horsepower? horsepower?" Like I get it. It's a unit of measurement. I understand that. But it seems, you know, 65,000 horses like, yeah, I can't equate that into like it doesn't make sense to me. And how are you going to tie all those horses together to get them to run at the same time <laughs> to get that power? It's impossible. Anyway. 
Anyway, it, it's interesting. So the Comanches uh, were the ones who made the horses like part of their war machine. And just have you ever seen that? How they do that? They would use the they'd hang off the one side and use the horse as the shield and then be shooting their arrows while hanging off the horse. It's pretty fucking amazing, man. It's impossible to get them. And you know what was really neat when he was talking about the Mongols, Joe? And he was saying they were so good on their horses that they would um, time the arrow release with when the hooves of the horse were off the ground. Because that would be the time where there was the littlest amount of Can we verify bouncing? that? Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I, Dude, find it, I, mean, I find it incredible that you're sitting here like... I believe everything they're saying about the Mongols and how they did this, but really, horses left North America. That's a that's a narrative that we're what making I'm saying. Up. All these things. <laughs> I just Simon. I'm just there's. I'm just trying to point out to you that there's ludicrous things that you believe, and you have no problem going. I'm cool with this, and then there's other things that seem to be proven, but that you're like, this is a false narrative. No, created. listen, I I am okay with a lot of the, the narratives that are out there. This one in particular to me, as I hear more and more about this idea that they didn't have horses, I'm sorry, I, I just, I, I feel like that's not right. But Okay, but this is my point. It's a gut feeling, Matt. They're just okay, so there's nothing to it. No, I, I, I haven't done like any deep research. <laughs> Fair enough. It. it really is just I just want gut. listeners to know where you're coming from. Abs- that's all. Absolutely. Fair enough. And okay. I think they should all, the fucking 10 listeners we have, you should all know it's all gut. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is the language. You know what I mean? Who knows what got lost in the slaughter? Because I, I don't even know if they all spoke the same. Like Comanche spoke Comanche, Bigfoot Bigfoot, or Sue spoke Sue, whatever the the. How did you get Bigfoot into this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Those are tribes. Some more Freudian slip. Um, I do have to say, I liked that when Joe asked him. Joe was like, "Did you interview any um, like Sue people or Comanche people that are left around today?" And he was like, "No, that's not. That's a non sequitur. You wouldn't even bother. There would be no correlation between what I'm talking about." And I liked that he did that. He was like talking to a young. Comanche now has no bearing on what I was writing about. What what's with that? I, sorry, I just don't understand what you're saying. Well, he asked Joe asked him like, "Did you interview any young Comanches? Did you find? Are there any left now?" I and he was saying he was like, "No, it has. There's there's no point for what I'm trying to write here. What I used was interviews that they had of people at the time because that's what I'm trying to go for. I don't want someone's opinion of how it turned out. Right. We and, know how it turned. And the only problem with that is that you're taking information from. I mean, I always have a problem with that. A second hand yes, source or I'm, a third hand source or a tenth hand source. I mean, when he said that, I was kind of like, okay, so he wrote a book based on the tales of people of the time. But how else but do else you get do? your information? Yeah, of course, I'm yeah, with that. I yeah. mean, look, if we don't, we're going to be questioning everything till the end of time, you know? I'm just saying, we all three of us know people that can tell a tall fucking tale. And if they're the people on the end of the, you know. Matt, I, I'm not, uh, I'm saying I'm part of this problem. I know. And what are we going to do? Because. And it made me think of another thing too. Like think about clickbait now. There's nothing in my mind to make me believe that something along those lines hasn't been going on forever. It just used to be that you were vetted. Like, so what I mean is if, if I'm a reporter or a journalist and I come to you and you have some crazy story, I have to go to five other people to back up most of that story i need someone i need someone to corroborate yeah and say were you there did he really jump 10 feet in the air and then two people go word of my mother 
10 feet in the air. It's word is born. Sure, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it's word is bond, actually. I like word to my mother. Yeah. I, anyway, you can't hang. Um, Don't feel away, Matt. All I'm saying is... Come here. That worked, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... If you go back to the 1800s, like, how do you know that he didn't just find the most talkative dude? Because that's usually what you'd find, right? Hey, do you want to talk about your the battle? You know, the hardened dude who probably has the, the best story is going to sit there and go, no, I don't want to tell you about it. Whereas the fucking jackass who probably didn't do much is like, I'd love to tell you my story. Well, it's like, uh, who, who's the sniper? Oh. Chris Ryan? Was that his name? No. Uh, Kyle. Chris Kyle. You know what I mean? Like American sniper. Uh, what I was going to say is... Th- some of the accounts must have come from probably the baddest ass dudes on the planet, the Texas Ranger. Now, there's there's no right or wrong depending on whose side you're on. You know what I mean? But those guys were crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they were good guys. No, I agree with you there. I no. think they were like horrible dudes. They were mercenaries that <laughs> you were getting paid for every... Hired uh, hands who were kill. just out there scalping Indians and like... But the hardest of men, I, I, I didn't say good people. Did I say good? Crazy, like tough, like Oh, they were fucking tough guys for to go sure, out there man. and sorties must have always got lit up by them sometimes and they light up and they like But do you not just feel that like if you took your average male from that time, they were just hard as shit anyway? Like when you're sitting there like they were hard men. I mean, it just seems to me that if if you made for it me, to twenty hard, if you made it Tuesday. to twenty five back then, you were a hardened individual, like like, even if you weren't a criminal, you were still living on a farm, having to defend your homestead. What I'm saying is, like, the softest of dudes back then would be the hardest of guys now. Yeah, yeah. It's such, it was such chaos back then, though. Like, you know, it's a really good example, and I don't even know if this is true, because it was in that movie with Tom Cruise, um, fuck, and Nicole Kidman. He Eyes come, wide shut? No, no, no. He comes Day- Daytona? here. Daytona? No. Days of Thunder. It's Sorry, Days no, of Thunder. Okay, that's guys, it. it's about the Cowboys, so you can stop. Oh, with all quickly down the, under. That is fucking Tom Selleck. <laughs> Come close. We're it's coming like close. Time and Away or... How many movies were Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman a together? A bunch. Well, we're going to have to find out what this movie is. But um, anyways, it's... They come from Ireland. Okay. And... They're all going to claim land, and the way they do it is they have this giant race where they all race out, and they have to plant their stake. And then once they do that, they have to protect their little plot of land. But it's like, that's how they were doing it. It's crazy, man. It was just a fucking free-for-all. And then there were these um, original people who were like... They... (laughs) Look, he even said it as Seguin. He was like, you would get to a certain point, that last fort, whatever it was he was talking about. And then it was Indian country. And it was like, that was the edge of civilization, you know? And everything after that was just death and more death. Well, if you were white. If you were white. No, no, it's crazy, man. And there's only something like 30,000 of them, the Comanche. At that point. Uh, No, I think... Those how those tribes rolled. This is a lot. Here's one of my biggest problems. This is what I want to know is have you ever walked into like a like a packed club and tried to just guess the number? Okay. 
Like well, I'm asking a, you, have like you ever, a like a head count? A yeah, yeah, sure. Marshal well, yeah, no, I mean they act. No, when a fire marshal does it, they pull everyone out of the club and they actually do a head count. What I'm asking you is, have you ever tried to size up a crowd? Like been at a live show? And I'm probably terrible at it. No, I don't think it's just you. What I'm saying is, I would assume 99 percent of people would be vastly off. So my point is, like, when you hear about these battles back then, like, you have to assume it's just one guy standing on a hill. Like, okay, one, two. yeah, like. I would assume that the numbers, the, the my biggest problem is the numbers. This is where I always have an, a big issue. And the problem too, and I don't mean to like harp on this stupid point, but it's the winner of that battle who's writing the tale. So, well, it's like it's like when the dude was translating for the other fighter last night. Like you could easily, once you win the battle, be like, there must have been sixty thousand of them. We just and dude, there's like fifty of us, and Trump we fucked up. them yeah, up. Trump what, up. Our what dicks he, were bigger. Yeah, what did he just say? <laughs> You know, like well, that's, he said I'm his favorite dude. Yeah, I have a he huge. He said I'm dick. pretty sick. I got a huge cough. He said I should yeah. go to his house after the match and fuck, fuck his, his wife. wife. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I. So this is where I'm at. Is like you know, I I know all this happened, but I just sometimes the numbers are what fuck me up. That feel like are they conflated? Are they actually lowballing? Like, and then know, like you I, said, I, I I don't know. But my bottom line is just I I. It rekindled just I always like cowboy movies, which is sort of maybe why that part of what's uh, your favorite cowboy movie? I know what Unforgiven, mine is. I think. Oh, Tombstone. Do you know Unforgiven wasn't going to get made and that some executive sent Clint Eastwood a There's... fucking viciously worded letter being like this piece of shit will absolutely never, ever get made. I find it. And he framed he fr Clint Eastwood has the letter framed. I find it very boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unforgiven. Yeah. But the, 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 it's amazing the way it looks. Like I I can see that it's a, a good movie, but Fair enough. I I don't watch it more than once. But Tombstone, I'll watch every every Wednesday. The movie you're referring to is Far and Away. Far and Away, thank you. Nice work, come on. IMDB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plug nice it work. up, plug it up. Tom Cruise again. Great actor, man. Crazy motherfucker, but great actor. Cause like imagine these they weren't population, say, all the Comanche of 30,000. You know, there'd be 150 over here, 150 over there. But this is what I'm saying. What was it, though, Kamar? That tribal thing that, what's his name talks about? Yeah, no, I... I 150 people. Okay, fine. But, Simon, let's say they did all congregate. Again, you then have to have one guy go around yeah. and yeah. take a, a census. But like, there wasn't... There I wasn't guess that. what I was trying to get at was... Look, look at somebody like a group like the Aztecs or the Incas or, you know, which is South America, but pretty much the same thing. It's the same idea, you know, um, they were in the millions with with massive these massive cities and great architecture and all of this shit. Like, I, I just wonder if it was the same up here in this part of North America as it was in South America. We've just lost that piece of history. Well, first of all, I'd want to disagree with you because anywhere where there's winter makes it a lot tougher to build up a civilization like that without massive infrastructure that we have now, which is why even right now, like, why is Canada only have 30 million people? We this, The amount of space we have is staggering. And if you look at the, the population, it's all along the border. But there were also Indian tribes down south. I get it. The states were, too, right? Like, even north. I understand. Canyon, I understand you know. that. The Inuit. But I, the Utes. The, I'm just saying. Oh, the Inuit. That's way north. Exactly. But everywhere. My point, though, Simon, is just that there might have been a reason. Like, you're sitting here trying to argue there's no reason there couldn't have been a million of them in one spot here in a city. I mean, first of all, we probably would have found that, right? 
Well, no, because we're finding that in South America right now. And we know we've had this whole thing. They're finding it in the jungle. It's the same thing. This it's is different. They're finding it in the jungle. There's no jungle in the United States. What I'm asking you is the U.S., a, a, a fucking country that for all intents and purposes has been scoured for all sorts of history. Would the, You don't think they would have found a settlement of a million plus people or slightly close to it? By now, I, I think they're finding things all the time now that they're using LIDAR or whatever, man. I think they're coming across. I think, Matt, again, gut feeling. I think that we're going to see that there were thriving ancient civilizations in North America. And we're coming across it all the time, little bits and but pieces. But what will here we know? There. Like you say, it's lost history. If it actually happens, not lost history. It's just well, just to know, just to know that this well, gut no, is feeling lost. is even any yeah. history that doesn't have writing is lost. Like but other it, than great, okay. So let's say we did find what Simon's talking about. We found as unless there's like unless there's writings or I don't, well, you'd have to find the remnants of buildings that were that needed enough foresight and planning and to know that it couldn't have been hunter gatherers, you know, it had to be anyways. That's whatever. my point is why do we care? Unless we wow. could find out something like well, because groundbreaking because first nations are two people ago, uh, it's a lot easier for me to like just baffle when he was talking about how, if you were like 16 years old, and you had a couple buddies, you could just decide to go fuck up another tribe. Yeah. There was no like go to the boss like can we do this? It yeah, was, yeah, it was mayhem. How they existed, but I I think it was chilling. <laughs> I think it was chilling. Um, are we done, Simon? Can we move on? Just uh, seeing what else may or may not go longer than the episode. We should go longer than the episode. The um, so that Lars Anderson guy, he was the guy who changed bow and arrow. Uh, use I think he was who you were referring to the like the rapid fire well he recreated all the stuff that they said which is the best mm -hmm. evidence we have that it's possible and it was mm -hmm. happening I, I, there's they seem like superheroes almost the uh, Native yeah Americans yeah how are they living like this Canadians so badass I, I, up here too man I agree Kamar I think it I think it's amazing like and, a, and a, a massive tragedy at the same time now that we're here and there is no solution and there's still problems. Definitely no solution. <laughs> they must have fought so hard against their eradication. Well, just, obviously. Uh, that's a pretty you know, obvious like, statement. Like, And who won writes the history. There's probably worse atrocities that you, you don't even know about. Well, look what we did to the fucking buffalo. The buffalo, which comes in twice, does it, in this... In this, uh, no, week. in Tony they bring it up yeah. too. Yeah, oh, they talk they? about they the difference about between a buffalo and a bison and a bison. Yeah, and then he b falls back into the bones and the carcasses. Yeah, and, and then up. remember they're like, why is buffalo named buffalo? Yeah, we're gonna have ourselves. Yeah, there's a, quite a few moments. And then fun. Joe had like a moment. I don't think he was smoking weed in this episode. No, but I, he had like a moment where it was like, so if the Indians originated the bow and arrow. Who taught the Indians? What do you mean originated the bow and arrow? Like they were the, there was no, um, they didn't get the info from Europeans who came over. You know what I mean? They originated it. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, the, 
That's the stupidest statement ever. They originated it, but who did they learn it from? Well, this well is that's ju- what originating is, means. I know. This is what I'm getting at. Like, what was he thinking? That alien showed them how to use the bow and arrows? I think at one point when he was talking about the bows and arrows and he's fascinated, he reminded himself that he's a bow hunter. He got lost. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, a bow, bow hunter. hunter. I, I, I do this. I have a, yeah, I have a frame of reference <laughs> well, for this. Well, it's true. They had been talking about bow and arrows for a long time, and the guy was like, oh, you are a bow hunter? I am a bow hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> that was a fun. We story. all know when this guy showed up, Joe was in full native headdress shooting fucking bows at his little. It's a joke, Simon. Appropriate. Yeah, no, no. He 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 had his giant erection <laughs> on the bow. Yeah, this guy's not funny, but it was a great story. No, teller. Joe Joe really liked this episode, though. Oh yeah, and I, I liked it too. I don't have to read the book now. Oh no, I I'm gonna read the book. I like the all this shit, man. I might have the book read to me. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's more really what, what I meant. Yeah, about well, Kamar likes when we Kamar doesn't like when we say read a book. No, but well, it, that's bullshit. I don't subscribe to that garbage. But I watched that on the YouTube, and then I went to my home random, and then a bunch of Comanche did it, this came stuff up? came up. Interesting. Well, this all reminded me when I was in junior high. We did this big project on Indians mm-hmm. or um, Native Canadians, and we learned so much interesting shit. Like I thought, it was, I thought it was terrible back then. I hated it, but in retrospect, it was all you know. And I mean, I don't know about climate change, but they lived in cold, like just surviving without fossil fuels or electricity. What does climate change have to do with well, that? Well, I'm just saying maybe it was warmer back then or whatever, but probably not. They Depends those, on where you live. Hold on, even if houses. even if winter was like I don't Wigwams. know, even if winter was five degrees warmer, do you really think it would be? Dude, fuck uh, that. I think other big pelts. Uh, last the Mohicans. Imagine living outside right now. Yeah, no, it's great, but they did it. Is the I know point. it's yeah. insane in a cedar hut. What about Last the Mohicans? Do you see that movie? Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis. That's Fucking a great classic. movie. Yeah, that's not a cowboy movie though. It's an Indian movie. And you can't have cowboys. With <laughs> no, Indians, I'm, just, bro. I'm just joking. Maybe that should be the movie game. Based off of this, I, Last of the Mohicans. All right, it's a tough one. It's a fucking let's nightmare. Do, right, let's do Tombstone. We'll do. I like. I like his. Well, you love Tombstone. You have a. Fr- you have some sort of fucking. I just have no. Uh, I don't need. Okay, sure, whatever. And when I you're have watching, no idea. when you're watching Last of the Mohicans, you're on the side of the First Nations, whereas you could see another one. Like all the black and white uh, westerns I ever saw, always the Indians were the bad guy, or portrayed that. Okay, way. the year. <laughs> Who was even in this movie, Kamar? Daniel, Daniel Day Lewis. Just a second. I have the year written down. The year that I believe the film came out. It's and the movie game. Anyone listening, this is an excellent movie with an excellent soundtrack. Might have been. Uh... I'll just say this for any of our younger listeners: if you're looking for movie recommendations, pretty much anything Daniel Day Lewis has been in, you could just go back and uh, if you haven't watched it, you should, because he's a fucking maniac. Simon, what year do you have there? I have, uh, oh, shit, that's supposed to be 1989. 1989? Yeah. Oh, my God, I just realized how stupid I am. I wrote 93, and I know it's not 93, but you're wrong in the 80s. It's a 90s movie. It's 1992. Yeah. Fuck. You know why I knew it wasn't 93? Because that was the year Goodfellas and Dancing with Wolves, so I knew Last of the Mohicans. I don't even know if I've ever seen this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, you should. You yeah. owe it to yourself. No, well, that's why this is going to be so hard for me. <laughs> I don't know what the, what it, I don't even know if did they use CGI. Like, I don't know. 
I don't even know what it's about. Well, it was in 93, so you can imagine that there wasn't a lot of CGI. In it. it. I'm yeah. not supposed to say anything that was an impartial All right. Judge. So we need the box office. Oh, no, we need the budget and the gross. Okay. I'm literally just shooting in the dark here. So am I. You, you haven't, You've seen the movie. I'm still shooting in the dark. I saw no it. No one knows how much movies Simon, sold Simon, I probably back then, saw it in 1998. Like, yeah, but I don't even know if there was like a big scene where they used 500 people that they needed. You know what I'm saying? There was a couple. I have no oh, idea. I can't say anything. I can't say No anything. idea. Well, I've written mine down, and I think I'm nowhere close on both. Because like Simon, I also took a shot in the dark. It's all Daniel Day-Lewis. And other people you don't recognize. Yeah, yeah. It's a very... It feels like you're there, man. And his buddy who's so badass with the stick. Dude, I'm way off on these. There's, an, I'm just looking at this and... Well, yeah, I can't be even I've done. I've right. done a really no. poor job. Simon's here. holding his pen just a little too tight. Okay, yeah, I have no idea. All right. Um, I'll go first. For the budget, I had $26.3 million, And the gross, I had 65.8. Oh, I'm so off. Uh, Why? I think I'm off. I said 35 million for the budget and 109 million for the gross. We got to push because it's 40 million to make. So he came closer there and it made 75.5. So almost doubles money. And I think at those times that'd be a good thing for a movie like this because this is more of an artsy movie. So now that I. What was the. What was the. How much was the, the budget? 40 million. You said 26. He said 35. And then the box office seventy five. You said sixty five, and he said one oh nine. Way over. It's crazy to think that now. I th- I think in the movie world, like doubling your money would be a fucking that's a wash. Wait, in the movie world, that's what I'm saying. Like now, your return on investment's got to be like ten times. So now that we're done the game, sure. this movie had giant scenes in it. What am I in store for here? Like, what uh, was it? A big budget type of movie? It's, or it's um, you know what it actually is? It's the um, Red coats are moving in, so you can almost think as like uh, it's a, upper Can- upper and lower Canada. Oh, that's cool. And okay, and it's in. I, so is Hudson Bay involved in yes, it and yes, shit? Yes, okay. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I told you about that show Frontier on Netflix. Frontier, Frontier. With what, uh, what is with you, Jason today? Momoa? No one says Frontier. What do you say? Frontier, Frontier. Well, yeah, okay. You're just saying Frontier sounds like. The movie for, or the show Frontier with Aquaman. I did it again. Yeah, yeah. Frontier. It's, That's better. That's how he's doing it. Anyways, restaurant. <laughs> restaurant. Whatever. I knew that was um, with Jason Momoa. But that all is about uh, the Hudson Bay Company. I'll, and, I'll, I'll have uh, to get in on that. I, I love that stuff. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's a little cheesy, but there's some crazy fight scenes. Do in they it have stuff. forts with big logs that are shaved at the top? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, well, that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, they do. And there's even oh, one more reason why. Do we rate this episode yet? No. No, we're about to. Play the movie game in the middle of it. Uh, obviously, Joe brought this guy in because what was the Comanches and the uh, all these tribes' primary diet? Oh, yeah, meat, meat. obviously. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's not what I'm, no, I'm not in. saying anything, <laughs> but... So, um, this was S.C. Gwynn. All right. So, Kamar, you Let's can rate, rate it, it first. Actually, Simon, you rate it first. Uh, okay, Simon is going to give this episode a three and a half. I give it a four. I had a feeling you were going to go high. Uh, I give it a two and a half. 
You want to tell us why, Matt? No. Okay. And final thoughts on uh, SC Gwen, Kamar? Buddy, buddy. It's been so long since we had just information about something that is not say so contestable and not political and somewhat of an expert. And it was just a, so refreshing. And I do love that stuff. So I think this guy's a bit of a dork, but I love his work. And I thought he seemed like a really nice guy. I just wish he had been a little more open-minded to maybe what happened before. Well, just like he's he's not focusing on what happened after either. That's right. Like he is only concerned with that tiny piece of time. <laughs> well, he's Fair just, enough. Just a kid from New Jersey. That's it. <laughs> Why do you just keep saying he, that? He goes, it is me, just this kid from New Jersey, writing his books about these things and I'm like yeah. you yeah. don't look like a kid man well, nor yeah. do you nor do you really look like a jersey I kid. just like how people like to refer I didn't maybe, see him he's from Connecticut was he like maybe. 70 years old no he's a white hair white hair long face whoa wow wow all right let's move on right. and it was a quick lesson I always appreciate that 1396 I'm wrong you are 1398 not even close. Got to be in it to win it. Who's thirteen ninety eight, Simon? Um, it is uh, Pavla. No, is it? Did he come it's first? Little Duval. Little Duval. No, no, but that's what I was asking. Is he before the uh, kettlebell yeah. guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you messed me up right at the beginning, and I've wondered if I imagined. So yeah, thirteen ninety eight, Little Duval. Who I knew nothing about. Me either. At all. Zero. I had this conversation with Simon. Still haven't seen one iota of his comedy. I didn't. When he said I've been doing stand up for twenty years, I was like, I, I was, I was like, I, I got I was like, I don't know what this guy does because it just shows you that there's so it's so big. Guys can be doing it, and you never hear of them. Like you don't have to have any sort of commercial success to keep on plugging on. But, but my question really to you is: Is he a good stand up comedian? Joe had never ever heard of him in stand-up i don't know but i love him oh he was great like, he it, was great it, it, that's what i was trying to get to it it, it, it was such a refreshing because he was like not as uh or nowhere near as a a hotep or um zuby was a zuby you yeah. know those guys are, hey, yeah. they're 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 stirring the pot of stuff He's just chilling yeah. so fucking hard. Just happy he found weed. At 30, but like... I could not believe what a philosopher he was. And uh, you know when uh, Joe's talking about... Uh, he was, I haven't figured out. He's like, you haven't figured out? So <laughs> look yeah, at the place. Look, like, looking around, really? You you haven't figured life out? Oh, okay. What 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 have you figured out? Yeah, because <laughs> he was pretty sure he had. And then how Joe talks, like I don't know, it's just everything's so bizarre. You know, people into. And I feel like sometimes when Joe talks like that, that's some shit I would say to a girl to make <laughs> myself look interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> just the pontification of the interaction <laughs> of people. Just using big words. But Duvall's, what are you talking about? You got to figure out. I wish I did have it figured out. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was calling him. I don't know where Simon's going to jump in, but I want to say the part about the one bad, poor choice I think he's made is maybe to buy his own uh, plane. Yeah. No, I'd only disagree with you because he's learning to fly. So I, I get it all. I just wonder if it's a, a depreciating asset or something. 
No, because especially he made it seem like all these rappers fly 90s golf streams anyway. So I get what you're saying. It is a depreciating asset, but I don't think he I don't think he bought like he's really in it for the planes. Like half those other rappers we talk about are in that plane for the for the Instagram to put it on. Exactly. He's like, well, I, I'm learning to fly. And then he looked at Joe like, why aren't you learning to fly? You have all the shit in the world. I, I, to me, it seemed like it, honestly, it was the one time I've heard of, of someone rich and famous buying a plane and me not being like, idiot. It, it, it's very interesting. eh? Do you think you could get into flying that way? No. If you bought your own plane? I mean, I'd like it better, but I still wouldn't like it. Could you imagine being on a double propeller plane with Simon and one of the propellers goes out? He would just grab your face. You know what I mean? Like, like it wouldn't be good. You were going to float more. Like it <laughs> wouldn't be good. No, I what, think he'd just put his head between his legs and so, he'd just start like humming or something. It, it wouldn't be good. So Matt didn't notice this. I can't believe it. But the clicking. Oh my god! I what was, is it? We don't know. It was a lighter. It was the lighter. He had a lighter but in it his was, hand. It was Joe doing it? No, it was Lil Duval. Oh no, dude! It no. Was, didn't notice Kamar, it. it was insane, no? Insane. At one point. Maybe because if you do it faster, it sort of blends in, you know? Maybe. Wheels when they turn. Because I'm telling you, I, I honestly. At one point, I was so. I, I couldn't believe that Joe didn't stop him. Like, I don't know if he thought it was going to be rude. Like he had to hear it in his Dude, ears. Dude, it must have been like so loud in his ears. It would be like me sitting here with the pen. I was trying to do it there, but uh, nobody noticed. But just there how long? No, but watch, Matt. Yeah, like it, this. It was like this the whole time. The whole time, it, it it was like a nervous twitch he was doing or something. I had no it, idea. It almost ruined the podcast Hands for me. Weren't visible on the table, but I thought it. Sometimes it was Joe. Sometimes I thought it was his because they talked about everything succinctly and sort of round up the whole universe in a great perspective <laughs> in the first forty-five minutes, and then they got stoned. And they went off. And I, like, they went off. Didn't you I gotta, find it was too long? Like, they should have ended it at, like, two hours? No. I feel no. that okay. a lot about a lot of podcasts, but uh, Lil Duval was He was preaching, great. Man. I he liked was, him, He yeah. was unbelievable. Again, on one and a half, wasn't that bad. And I just was enjoying the conversation. Is he, um, is he really rich? Um, I don't know. He's worth, like, $1.5 million on uh, That's Wikipedia it. or whatever. That's it. What? What I don't know. It? I got the impression that he's doing know. well for himself. He bought mm -hmm. a plane, but I think he's all underground. Like that one song, have "Smile." You, I've never even heard that. Yes, you have. Have I? I'm living my best life. Smile, bitch. Smile, bitch. With Snoop, you've a hundred percent. I did this with Simon. Clips. You both heard the song. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyways, it doesn't matter if he ever told a joke. Or wrote a hit song. I found him so interesting. Oh, for sure. I got to say this, too. It's so interesting to me that Joe uh, picked up smoking weed, like, whatever, 15 years ago. 30. Um, 30 years ago? He's at 20-something now. Okay. If he's 50. What, he, he, he started, started when he was 30? I thought he was 35 when he started. Anyway, sorry. Go Fine, ahead. whatever. We're splitting hairs. This guy's been smoking for, like, what, four years, he said? That's it? Okay. Yeah, he said four years ago, didn't he? But he's chronic now. He loves No, it. but that was the point. Is like this guy smoked like we do, where the entire if you watch it for the first hour, this long joint is I'm not saying he's smoking it like just full on hoofing it back, but he's relighting it, he's smoking it to himself, like to his own head, and Joe like 
Because when the when the podcast starts, they've just finished a joint. That's the that's the vibe I got. But he just keeps smoking this two paper. He's smoking all of Kevin Smith's weed the whole time. Well, that's the problem. Kevin Smith's weed, I think, is like I got to get my hands on some yeah, of that. I knew stuff. that was coming. <laughs> Because it sounds amazing. Everybody who smokes that shit is like, this is so good. I feel like the way they were smoking, it's almost like it could be three podcasts. Oh, that fucking clicking, man. They click, they get totally discombobulated and start up again. You know what I mean? My point, though, was just like Joe Joe was acting like, like, oh, I've been smoking now for like 20 years. And I'm like, yeah, but I just don't consider Joe like a heavy smoker. Like a, I don't consider him a big weed smoker in my head. I think he smokes more than you think he does. I disagree. I didn't say he smokes more than you. No, I'm saying I think he smokes less than you think he does. I think maybe he does uh, whatever. I don't what? care. It's not even a knock. I, I'm not sitting here. Listen, the guy's done shit with his life, so I can't sit here and be like, oh, no, uh, I, pussy. I didn't feel you were doing that at all, but he, he may have to behave by doubt around his daughters. Mm-hmm. But I could just see him want to smoke joints all over Hawaii. Or... Well, yeah. it's different. He's on vacation. I'm talking about like when he's just, you know, I think he smokes at the studio and I think that might really be it. I don't know. And then maybe before he gives the missus the business. You know what I thought was interesting about uh, Lil Duval? He's like this. He has these epiphanies about everything. Right? Everything. Like seems like this real deep thinking type of guy open to just about anything. But he's like, but when I go traveling... I eat McDonald's. I don't eat the local fare of anywhere I go. It's just McDonald's. Like, that doesn't seem very open-minded to me. The, the simplest advice is sometimes the best advice because you won't get food poisoning any other place. I got though. it from Pizza Hut yeah, using that same logic. That's like, not I know this place. It's specifically it's McDonald's, the burger <laughs> on the fucking shelf. <laughs> you yeah, might be right. Lamar <laughs> might be right. You leave it on the shelf defense. where he goes, yeah. see? Yeah. That's who you want to fuck yeah. with. It's true. He might, he might actually uh, be right there. That's funny, Kay. It's just not the best for you, but ain't nobody died from eating McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, Listen, if you McDonald's when you travel, time. getting sick and having diarrhea for the day is part of the fucking, that's part of the package. You I just got to deal with I it. I will fight that. McDonald's is space food. Like, no shit, right? That's, uh, they weren't joking when they said that. The minimal everything. Minimal nutrients, minimal effort, so minimal disgusting. flavor. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Were these guys, did these guys get deep into uh, reincarnation? Yes. That's Don't a, they? That's a heavy topic. Yeah. To say they got deep into it is a bit... Well, they get... Well, I mean, they're both so high that they're, they're both just like... Well, I mean, imagine... Are you an expert? Just imagine. <laughs> like, that's pretty much... I felt like that was the gist of it. Like, just imagine. No, they had some great just imagines in this. Like, just imagine if Earth was a spaceship taking us very, very slowly to Mars. Imagine. Or what What if it is? What? <laughs> Exactly. I can Kamara. imagine that imagine. for sure. I can imagine that for sure. Except it's the stupidest it's fucking so what dumb. ifs ever. I know, no, but this is my point. This is what came out of this episode. Oh, I know. It was like some real weird It's the snooky dookies. He's like, just move the planet. Fuck the sun. Yeah. And what's the moon? He thinks there's people on the moon. I liked his, I liked, my favorite was his, uh, <laughs> what he thought about Asians. He's like, man, they've been around for the longest. That's why you can't tell the sex. They all just look alike. <laughs> I, was, I was in tears. I, yeah, was like, he had this, some crazy, I was like, is this guy yeah. fucking serious? This is great. No, but I think it's like a futuristic idea. If everyone fucks everyone, eventually we'll all look the same, right? Mm. Yeah, we'll all be an off-brown. And maybe they're an older civilization and 
where they've already come that whole way and come to Asian. So interesting. I did not Kamara. feel that he was being. That's uh, not where you went from what Lil Duval was saying. I don't think he was being racist. I yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. what Simon was saying. Yeah. I think he was on this deep high level where he's like, I don't think I got what he was okay. saying. I needed Kamara. Gotcha. To, uh, I did. I was with reiterate. Duval. I was like, that's an interesting. No, look that on is it. a fucking really interesting. It goes to my whole way of thinking. Can I say he's prolific? I love it. Like, and I don't even. You love that I said prolific? No, no I love that <laughs> that idea. But I just. Uh, but I I think that now again not a scientist, but I think that the moon rotates a tiny little bit. It has some sort of because Joe says it's perfectly. It doesn't move, but I think it does move a also, little. Also, what was bit. he? I, I want to check this now. The hottest place on the moon is 200 degrees. 250 degrees in the sun and minus 250 in the... I have no idea if that's true. Sounds very cool, though. (laughs) Sounds like bullshit. Hey, Matt, imagine if the moon at its hottest point was 250 degrees and at its coldest point was minus 250 degrees. Yeah, I've imagined it. Joe said it. it. I'm just saying I I didn't believe it. I'm playing that game. Yeah. Come on. Come on, are you looking this up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and why? Okay. Can you guys give me the synopsis for Interstellar? I want to know if I've seen it. Okay. It's got Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He's um, an astronaut. It's, okay. it's in the future. And in the future, we're basically living in another Dust Bowl. Do you remember the Dust Bowl in like the in Oklahoma in like the 30s, 40s, whatever nope. it was? Basically, what it was was they... Well, I'm going to butcher this. In the 30s or 40s, whenever the Dust Bowl was... I guess they had churned the soil so much. I'm going to fucking butcher the shit out of this. Um, That mixed with the weather, like I guess all the soil was so dry and arid. Bye, babe. That um, it just created a dust bowl. You couldn't see like five feet in front of you. And they did this in the movie too, where like if you'd see people that were alive at that time, when they set the table, they'd set everything upside down. Like your plate would have to be set upside down because even if you waited five minutes, by the time you got back, there was so much dust. So in this future, there was a lot of dust. Yeah, that's the story. He lives. They live on a farm, and there's. Okay, a, I definitely haven't seen. There's this. a dust bowl, and he has a daughter. And at the beginning of the film, she says that her bookshelf is talking to her because it's knocking certain books off, and she hears it yelling at her. Okay, don't tell me anymore. I'm gonna. Watch well, no, it. and then I'm just gonna tell you. Then he is forced to go to space to try to find Matt Damon. I haven't seen it. Is this a new movie? It came out two or three years ago. Is Matt Damon his father? No. Oh, that's a different movie. It's crazy though. There's a scene in this movie where they're like, we have to, we have a choice of like five planets or three planets to go to to find this guy, and they're like, one of us has to stay on the ship. And they decide they're like, okay, what's going to happen is this. When we go down to this planet, because of the rotation of or like the gravity, they were like, whoever goes down there for every minute you're down there, um, a year is going to pass on the ship. So the guy that has to stay on the ship. Dude, that's so cool. So the guy that has to stay on the ship by the time they get back. And what's crazy is when they shoot the scene where they're on this where they're on this planet, there's a ticking. You hear like a metronome and the metronome is actually every tick you hear is a year on the ship going by. Shut up. Yeah. So when they get back to the ship, 
Okay, stop. I want yeah. to watch it. What okay, are you sorry. doing here? Yeah, whatever. I'm not ruining anything for you. Okay. Believe me, it's a long fucking okay. movie. I want to watch I don't it. know. He, he kept saying, stop. And you're like, no. A little bit more. <laughs> no, a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> I want, I there was no consent. I definitely want to watch that, though. I can't believe I haven't seen that. So daytime on one side of the moon lasts about 13 and a half days, followed by 13 and a half nights of darkness. When sunlight hits the moon's surface, the temperature can reach 260 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Oh, Fahrenheit. Or 127 degrees Celsius. Okay. When the sun goes down, temperatures can dip to minus 280 Fahrenheit, minus 170 Celsius. Still cold. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I get it. But I was, I was for my stupid head was thinking Joe was like the rest of the world using Celsius. No, Joe was on some sort of. I'm an expert. I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Flip flop the whole time. He'd say something really profound stuff. Okay, Jamie, check that. I I, I don't even know. It's kind of like what we so. do. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Except we have no one to check. <laughs> he does yeah. it at a much higher level. It's do true. you guys, what do you think about an app where it's a selfie with the world behind you? You know? Oh, the, the little rel wants people to yeah. pay for him to do? Yeah. Except it's actually a thing, you know? So you every time you take a selfie, you just have the screen behind you of that picture of the earth. I think it might catch on for a bit. I don't know. No, you don't like it. I don't know how we're going to get data out of it. Can I really quickly just to just to because I'll feel like an ass. The Dust Bowl was the name given to the drought stricken Southern Plains region of the United States, which which suffered severe dust storms during a dry period in the 30s. Uh, as high winds and choking dust swept the region from te- Texas to Nebraska, people and livestock were killed and crops failed across the entire region. So that's the Dust Bowl. So I was, uh, I was oh. in there. I was yeah, I mean, buzzing around whatever, the block. Yeah, I was playing the right sport at least. How many launch sites do you think there are in the world that have actually sent things into space for satellites? Sure, that in, that's included. Yeah, hundreds. Whoa, whoa, hundreds! I think you're. I think. How many satellites do you think are up there? Hundreds. I think there's thousands. I meant of active because I think we just once I think well, we deactivate a lot of them and they just let them float, float around. around up there. Kamara, you can Sometimes also they come back. you can use that you know that app where you can point your camera at the sky and it tells you with the constellations it'll show you all the satellites up there too. Um, but to answer your question, Kamar, I'd say there's dozens of launch sites around the world and that's it. Most of them are in the U.S. I'm sure Israel has one or two. Russia definitely has a bunch. Um, India, we know has to have one or two 2000 because if they were 2000 satellites if wow. they were lying Active? as you read this interesting orbiting above our heads how many wow. commercials 2000, 2000. 2000 active he said just well he said orbiting above our heads yeah, we don't so I, I, it doesn't really matter that. he was closer than i was space junk out there though oh it's insane and then it's getting bigger so there's 10 sites that each shot 20 up no 100 sites i think there's 100 sites well, why don't you look? I said dozens. Have you guys ever heard of these secret floating prisons? No. Where did this come from? When was this brought up? Or are you just it sounds like a Stallone movie. Secret floating prisons. Yeah. When did this get brought up? You're I'm just not, pulling this I'm out of thin I'm not sure it did, but have you ever heard of that before? No. So like it sounds the, very post-Joey. But it, could be, it could be just on a boat. It could be on a barge. Write it down, though. I want to discuss this. Yeah, let's, sure. let's talk about floating it. Floating prison barge I, I think the concept is very interesting i mean i think if they hadn't 
abused people at Alcatraz so bad, it would have been a probably a good idea. I think you're right. I think it might be less than 12 because uh, India has two. Less than 12. So what I was getting at was... What you, less than 12 what? Launch sites. Launch sites. Who said less than 12? You did. I said dozens around the world. Okay. I thought you said a dozen. Um, I wasn't the only one who noticed the clicking, though. There's like I a, believe you. Uh, that people I you. were couldn't I, believe. I, I was, was looking for comments, on. but people complain. <laughs> I mean, I have that. I'm amazed. I didn't notice it, Simon, because I have that. Uh, I'm convinced I have that fucking well, not a disease or an ailment, but like I have a serious phobia of like. Like when I play video games, we have a buddy that is always eating and I want to fucking ram my head through the fucking screen at the sound of him chewing. Like it just drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah, it's uh, you probably didn't hear it because of the two times, I assume, or the one, one and, and a half, half times. Time. It just rather. blended it it bl- in somehow. Yeah, it must have just become like so normal to your ear that you couldn't. But it was crazy, man. It was crazy. There is like a hundred there's tons in Russia. Fair enough. What do you but, guys... Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Well, I mean, I said that too. I was like, Russia would be the wild card. You'd, they could have fucking 100 themselves. And there's like four in Canada. But that's what I was saying is if you think about the amount of countries, there's really only five or six that probably have them. Brazil might even have them now, have actually. Have them all, yeah. Because now that a lot of... Well, you know what? Now that a lot of countries are sending their own satellites up, you're probably right. And I don't know what we're constituting a launch site. Yeah. Like a rocket has to shoot off a. Well, I wonder rocket. how many places. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. How many launch sites do you think have actually sent? Oh no! Stop! You said that sent something into orbit. Yeah. That's what. That was your. But so, I, I'm thinking like Cape Canaveral into orbit. Cape yeah. Canaveral is the ultimate one. Yeah. But there's one. There's they have them in Iran. They have them in. But you're forgetting too now. North like Korea. Well, Tesla owns a bunch now too. Like they're launching oh, yeah. rockets from the fucking. Well, and does like um, Facebook own their own satellites and shit? You yes, know? 100% yeah. So Facebook don't they their have satellites. their own launch sites? But well, hold on. You would you would on argue that they would just prison boats? No, you would argue that Facebook would just pay a company to send a satellite up. They wouldn't build no, the infrastructure buy that to. Well, <laughs> yeah. fine, that too. Yeah, whatever. But I, I, I little rel, I'm sure said something profound about social media. But oh, I don't remember. I'm what sure he did. Did I, you uh, see that Art Basil at Art Basil? The, the guy ate the banana. Matt and I were talking about it yesterday. And that's art upon art. Upon, oh, Little Val was having none of that. Eh? No. Well, he has no interest in modern art. But this is more than that. I was saying to Matt that I think that it was a setup type of thing. They're all in. I on don't it? think it was just some guy who ate the banana off the thing. I think it was all set up. It was part of the art installation that all of that happened. I was saying the only way it could be anything is um, if it was shellacked or so or preserved. Because if you pay one hundred twenty thousand dollars for that, you're gonna have a rotten banana in a week and just yeah, run it, down the wall. It doesn't make well, any hold sense. On. Kamar, a smart Sorry. person would just re up the banana every week. Oh, you just put it replace a banana. Well, would you not? Wait, well, come on. I don't know if, if you were going to do an actual, hey, if you were actually going to do a, like a legitimate art piece that you were going to sell, you would cast that banana. It wouldn't be real. Do you well, know let what me I just, mean? Let it me just look absolutely real. For any listeners, I'll do that installation in your house for 10 grand. I'm just throwing that out there. Seems like a lot of money. Well, it's... 10% less than what but they should know, be paying. <laughs> look, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Like art, it's so subjective, right? Look at, um, we have the perfect example here. Our gallery bought Voice of Fire for, I mean, back then it was a million dollars. It was nothing. But uh, but that probably is at least $700 worth of paint. 
<laughs> like there's little, you, you know what yeah. I mean? The, well, it's actually worth of. Uh, it's actually a magic eye. Actually, been it? Yeah, I, I, uh, you, yeah, it does something to your uh, your vision. Yeah, it blurs. It into, has a whole. It goes into it's like a yeah. ten step process. Or so something. again, Listen, it Simon, is a, you've, I'm sure you've been to MoMA. I have, yeah. Yeah, well, there's a whole section of MoMA that's just fucking four canvases painted oh, different listen, colors. Oh, listen, I don't love it. Is it rotting fruit? My point, Kamar, is just like like Simon was saying, it's all... It, listen, if someone's... Something is worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Monsieur, absolument. I agree with you. Yeah. That was my French artist. Yes, yes. I know. Dealer. Art dealer <laughs> from France. You're just uh-huh. missing the beret. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't know. I mean... I think it's silly. At least someone took a paintbrush or something. That's why I say about the wall of fire or whatever those canvases. I mean, dude, I'm not gonna say it's 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 amazing, breathtaking, revolutionary art. But uh, the banana, come on. There's a story out of Vancouver. This guy, obviously, every house in Vancouver is worth two million dollars, whether it's fucking four hundred square feet or a thousand. Wall. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So this guy has a really nice house in Vancouver, and his neighbor, I guess they had like a a massive shrub that was like creating privacy between their backyards. And this guy moves in and he cuts down the shrub and the neighbor was so pissed. He's like, Wally. It was probably like a 40 year old shrub. Yeah. And he's like, why would you do It's the one thing that was giving us privacy. So he builds uh, a giant wooden middle finger, like 10 feet tall and, and points it at the guy's house. And then the city was going to make him take it down. And he argued it was art. It was an art installation that's still up. So this guy just looks out his window every day with this big middle finger. There's no right or wrong, eh? Depending on what side you're on. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm on the side of the guy who lost the shrub. I don't know about that guy who put up the middle finger and cut down the shrub. No, the guy who cut down the shrub was the guy who had the middle finger put up at him. The guy who, oh, the, the guy, guy who, who was pissed shrub, about the shrub gave him back the middle finger. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. okay. That that actually that feels like a push. Yeah, it doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that all worked out. Another end. interesting thing they stumbled upon was, um, so you know when you do mushrooms or DMT, I imagine, or any of these kind of psychedelics, the idea is that it's breaking down your ego and it's allowing you to see things for the way they are because you're not having all this baggage weigh you down in the way you look at things, right? That's the mm-hmm. the hero's dose. Dose. It, dose. Dose. <laughs> it, it gets rid of the ego. I think that's, um, a, I think that's a, de- <laughs> a degree thing. I think that happens even at the a gram, right. no, a little bit. Sorry, my point is that's, like, that's one of the benefits of mushrooms is it allows this to happen, you know? Have perspective. Um, and they were saying like... Uh, a natural disaster or some big event that happens in a country could be like a mass um, ego kill. You know, you have a giant natural disaster, like an earthquake or whatever, that starts putting things into perspective, you know, especially if it causes like mass chaos, you know? Well, look at 9-11. Exactly my point, Matthew. But I think 9-11 is actually small compared to what these natural disasters... Like if a but what I meant, was, but it, what I meant was for New York City itself. Like New Yorkers forever had like a... You know, the persona was like a hard, angry, fuck you, you fuck kind of... And then if anyone you spoke to that was in New York around or after 9-11 said it was a totally different place, everyone was just thankful you were there, super polite... 
I mean, I disagree with Kamar in that I think it was way more than it was the idea that we could be attacked. Like, and I say we because it affects us too. You know, it's the idea of North America being attacked like that from an outside source. And there was a humbling it's, that went. It's down. so humbling. Look, before that, nobody worried about fucking anything. You know. But I'm sure you now you can get beat up and raped in New York City again. I, I fine. I'm just. It, it depends what borough. Our whole outlook on the world after that day changed. I wonder if all of ours did. Everybody in North America did. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think for everyone else in the world, they were like, yeah, we live like this every all the day. time, right? Like Europe, wherever. Maybe even Crimea the River, sort of. I think it was. Maybe. I think for a lot of people, no. You know what? That's if, too harsh. No, I don't think uh, it was yeah, a Crimea yeah, River yeah, type yeah. thing. My bad, my bad. I think people feel for, but I think at the same time, they were like, you know what? You guys had it so good for so long. This is how we all live you guys all the time. This out so much. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. It's just yeah. I mean, no one wants to celebrate in anyone. Is that some serious Schattenfreude? You know what? I totally forgot. Speaking of mushrooms, is fucking on mushrooms. Have you ever done that? No. Gross. Okay, I've only done it once. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. No. I've only done it once, and I swear to God, when I came, it felt like the world was coming. You know what I mean? It was so big. Dude, I've known Simon for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years now. And just right now for the first time ever, I got a visual of him not only fucking but coming. And it just ruined my day. Like 100% ruined my did day. Did you come That's in today terrible. knowing you're going to tell that? Or did this just come as a on-the-fly memory? No. You had that I, I knew I was going to talk about... You came in loaded with a you or you with a you coming. Well, story? because they were talking about fucking on mushrooms, and I had totally forgotten that that was even something that happened to me. But it was crazy, man. Like I'm telling you, it was crazy. The best conversation they had was the fucking it was a, in space, fuck. coming in space. That was fucking. That was great. And Joe's like, yeah, you could you know make rings out of it. Yeah, <laughs> but then like, the best why are you Duvall's, touching his? Cum? Yeah, Lil Duvall's <laughs> like, no, no, not that one. He doesn't go. Yeah, he doesn't fuck shit. around with any of the gay man. But he likes fucking with uh, Joe Rogan. I think it was a great conversation. Good that uh, Joe didn't know each, him as well. You know what I mean? That maybe the opposite of what happened with. Uh, yeah, we got a little Michelle bit of origin. Wolf. The the Barbados stuff, Florida. Some. It's yeah. crazy that he chooses to live there. Yeah, it's nuts. Kamar. But like he was. But saying, you got to realize, Kamar, his dollar goes so fucking far down there that he could buy a plane. But the, it, it makes his 1.7 into like 22 mil. Yeah. But he was saying like the Barbadians or Barbados got fucked up. Barbadians? It's Bahamians. 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 Bahamians, whatever. Um, got fucked up, but they just, it's part of life. Like they're just used to it. Really bad stores come. People die. We lose well, buildings. Well, look, there are, there are places like that in the States too, right? Like uh, if Tornado you live Alley. in, yeah, the... Uh, you're just used to that shit, you know? If you well, live in Florida... people act like Florida doesn't get hit with a hurricane every fucking year. It does the same time every year. Yeah, it's probably why Florida's Florida. Dude, you go to Key West. First of all, in Key West, every uh, like every building and window has those storm shutters. Like, every building. And they all look like they've been hit with a fucking sandstorm, which they have, obviously, because the salt and shit, it's, it's nuts. And it's just whether the surge comes up or you just get battered. Because flooding is the worst, right? You see what happens with flooding. And like The flooding happens, and if it's severe, then it just stays. And it's not fun. Like, oh, swimming pool's everywhere. It's not fun. Yeah, no, I don't think it's fun when you lose your house and shit. <laughs> Dude, when they were talking about it, when New York got hit with the uh, hurricane, 
Remember Joe was talking about how Tribeca was flooded? Yeah, remember that? Those photos, I mean, again, I used to live there. Some of the photos of the subway stops that I used to use that had water, like, so where you would go down into the subway, the water was up to, like, that shit. Like an infinity pool. And you know how much water is full up underneath there then. And, dude, I also thought I was like, you step foot in that water and you're getting something. It's so fucking gross. And apparently the rats... Because all the rats, most of the rats live underground. Dude, they said when that when New York flooded, it was fucking disgusting. Well, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say Joe tried to push the rats on little Duval. Mm-hmm. He wasn't having any of that. I love, Duval knows who he is. He knows his lane. He knows what he's, he's just a fucking pimp. What were you talking about before? I had something I was going to say. I forget now. I don't remember. What was Space the rats, rats, the water. No. New York flooding. Hurricanes. Florida. Jamie Vernon, Joe Rogan, mm. Lil Duval, Simon, Matt, come on. No, I'm lost. Right. Um, I tried. I really yeah, did. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, I listened to a different podcast the other day, but they ended up talking about it on this about numerology and astrology. And I've always just looked at that stuff, especially numerology. I've always looked at it as like just kind of hocus pocus. But after listening to that guy and again, maybe, you know, it's, too much to listen to one dude, right? Like you just don't get enough, but I don't know, man. I just don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility that numbers just play such an integral part in everything. You know? Well, first of all, if it's a simulation, then it's all built on numbers. Yeah. Which so. is awesome. Quantum. Oh, Quantum. That remi- that's, I, I want r- simulation. That Write remi- it in your fucking book instead me. of pointing at me like a no, dickhead. Cause I think it's important enough to talk about on this show. You know, this is really what bothers me the most. And I don't want to get stuck on this, okay? Because we're going to have plenty of Bigfoot to talk about. Hold on. I love how you're going to bring up something, point your fucking finger at me, and then you're going to tell me that I pretty much can't refute what you're saying because we can't spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, pretty much. Great. I just want to throw this out there. You are, again, I mean, I said it last week, having done zero anything on anything, you just have this opinion on Bigfoot that is 100% fake. It's 100% fake. Let's just take away that for a second. If you believe that we live in a simulation, uh-huh. which you do, I believe. Uh, well, to say I believe it, I, Let's I think ju- it's the most plausible of the bullshit. Then what a great Easter egg for a simulation. Bigfoot would be an amazing Easter egg. Like at that point, why is anything? I love how you think that. Okay, sure. sure. Right. Are we agreed there? If we live in a simulation, then fuck, there probably are dragons. There probably are Bigfoot because it would just be code written into a a program. Not code written into this program. What I've oh, that's to, so silly. What, what a silly way to look at what it. What I've resigned to is yeah. that Bigfoot exists because Bigfoot exists. Unless it was just a guy with a really big foot. But the idea is out there. And that's what exists. A Bigfoot. You know what I mean? If you say so you anyone, agree that it doesn't exist, but it is real only because it's real in our mind. That's what it is. So you think what? Bigfoot is like Santa Claus. It's, yeah. It's a it's part of the simulation. As Santa Claus would be if we're in the simulation. Don't twist this into... See, I see Wait, what you're doing here. Wait, but does here. Santa Claus exist in the simulation? No, Santa Claus exists as Simon, you know what he's doing? You know Venn diagrams where it's like Simon circle, Matt circle, yeah. and at some point there's an... In- he's yeah, trying yeah, to be yeah. the intersection of the two circles. I'm just saying... The Samat? If there was big, if there was no Bigfoot or Bigfoot didn't exist, the word wouldn't exist. Unless it's a guy with a really big foot and just got tramped. I, 
Your logic sucks worse than his. Oh, I don't know if I want you on my team anymore. <laughs> there, now we both work. We're it's both it's fucking it's fuck this guy. Now we're three separate circles. Yeah. Simon, Matt, yeah, Kamar. As it should be. All right, all right. Let's keep on going with a uh, little Duval here. Because then they started talking about the I Ching. The I, I Ching. Ching. I Ching, rather, which is some destiny divining tool that the Chinese use from ancient times. They bounced up again. China. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, just... I mean, they're everywhere. uh, They were doing things back then that they thought were really important. You know what I mean? To their culture, to their way of making decisions. I just... Yeah, but that's... uh, Okay. I mean, maybe... Right. Hold on. Maybe they were crazy. No, I'm not saying they were crazy. got destroyed by the Communist Party. Simon, all Mm -hmm. I'm saying is this. I, I don't think ever a time in history has existed where the people alive at that time didn't think what they were doing was either groundbreaking, important. You have to think that way to keep moving. And of course, when you move forward far enough, you can look back and go, oh man, did we ever have it wrong? I think that's part of progression, is it not? Yes, probably. (laughs) All right. Why don't we rate little Duval? Really? You want to be done on Duval? Well, we're two hours in and we have two podcasts left to go. Okay, okay, okay. Let me just... uh... I guess we'll save it for the post joke. You have five five oh, so, pages of Duval. Dude, so much. He was so he, this guy went on and well, on. I'll touch and on, on some of it then. Go ahead. You want me to touch on some of it? Let me see if there's anything worth um I mean, I just saw you turn seven pages. So. Just for perspective though, uh so the communists took over in nineteen forty five. Yeah, that's nothing. They rebooted their country uh fifty years ago or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't say rebooted. I think they just rethought how Uh, they were going to... I think a lot of people died. For sure. Like a lot of scholars and stuff. It was the working class came up and got rid of all the... I think that's how it worked. The uh, Chinese revolution, that is. The communists took over. His best piece... uh, Sorry. Um, So what are you saying, Kamar? You're saying (laughs) that they wiped everything out in 40 years? No, he was saying that... 50 years ago, they, they, they first rebooted of all, the whole country. I love how we're all stuck in it's the year 2000. It's 2020. Yeah, 2020. So it's that's 40. 60 There's years 60 ago. 60 years. Not it's, even, wait, what did you say, 40? That's my 80 point years is, ago. It's a, why it's do they have ago. to wipe anything out when they can just keep it hidden? Because Why th- do they I, have to destroy it? I think it? it's just... They no, draw, what he's saying they, was, in, in general, the communist fucking idea was like... People that worked hard were the problem. That's why they killed all the farmers and the the bourgeoisie killed all the farmers in fucking Russia. What he's saying is he thinks they killed a lot of people in China during the Chinese revolution to become communist. That's what he's saying. To take the country over and for the people, a part of the people, which obviously, as we know, gets corrupt through time, but it's just so young and they've already taken over. <laughs> like I remember when I was a kid, my mom would say that uh, children are starving in China. You've got to eat your food. Mine was always Africa. No one told me anyone was starving in China. It was always China, and they still are. But some Don't of them were living in the best that. Life. Uh, well, they were starving because Ma- that was because of Mao and communism, though. That's because the way they had it set up was think about it like this: it's compartmentalized. So I'm a farmer. I have to tell you how much whatever grain I've made this year, and the number's not great. And then you have to go tell your higher up the amount of grain. So you you embellish it a little bit. And that happens 10 more times. And eventually they tell Mao, everyone collectively, we have this much food, we're going to be fine. And they found out like a couple months later, and that's why 50 million people died in China. And now there's, I don't know what's going on there, but there's a million people in a slave camp. They're running the world. 
Well, Apple has a million people in a slave camp there. Where they make all the Apple shit, For there's a, a million day. people living in that. Suicide nets. It's, yeah. it's, it's just the That's other So that world. you can have an iPhone. Why do you have that shit-eating grin on your face? I just have a, a great, the Lil Duval's best point in the whole thing. He says to Joe, hey, Joe, you know, turtles, they live a long time, right? Joe's like, yeah. Like, they don't move real fast, right? Like, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> don't exercise don't you do want to live to 100 the years most, yeah. just stay still the soundest logic sedentary <laughs> joe, lifestyle joe said yeah i don't think it works like that <laughs> well it made me think i was like this guy lives in barbados or the bahamas and i don't think he's ever seen a turtle in the water because they're not they exactly really fast yeah, yeah they're not exactly moving that slow in the yeah. water so at 207 just in case you want to go back and check matt because i Realize that you might want to. He talks about them refilling the speedweed chest. Just that's, Randy, yeah. Randy for speedweeds. That's what they've been talking about. Also, let let there be said that Joe posed a question. There, no answer really came back. He goes, "Do other animals get high? Do other animals get high? Remember that. It'll come in handy in a couple episodes." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well. Um, we got to rate them? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Okay. We're fine. Yeah. Fine, fine. You're right. I'm We're sorry. Just... We can't spend... No, you are absolutely correct. I'm I'm being ridiculous. Let's move on. I recommend it. I give it a four. So, hold on. Let me just open my little rating book here for Kamar. And this was Lil Duval. He gave it a four. What do you give it, Simon? Matt. Kamar. Simon. Simon gives it a four as well. Maybe even the 4.2 from Simon. I, no, 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 no. A four. Uh, four. Sorry. I give it a four as well. I can't get a... It, too long. Just a bit too long. And they Even on one and a half. Stoned and a I bit. don't know what to do with the clicking. Oh, the clicking. Like, does the clicking take a whole point off? Should I give this a three because I had such a hard time with the clicking? I'm going to have to put an asterisk. If it's a nervous twitch and it's really helping him. With a three. Because it was insane. It might have been the worst distraction ever in Joe Rogan history. And in the first part when you're trying to stop it, it's like you think it's, you know what I mean? You're going to reboot it and get rid of it, but no. It's oh, you thought that? No, I knew it was the lighter. I, and I wasn't even watching the thing. I could just, I knew what he was doing. Every time he would like light the joint, because he kept relighting the joint, like Matt said, every time he would do that, he would start this new clicking, like... But I don't get the clicking. Was he because he was lighting the joint with a torch? So it so must have been. The torch? It must have been one of those. So you know how you can click the thing yeah. without it. You got to press the safety. So he was just like click click. You got to press the safety click, click, to engage click, click. it. But if you don't, you just click. Was it a torch or was it a lighter torch? I, I'm not sure. I didn't watch. Because if it was just like a little lighter torch, it might not even have the safety. He might just be able to sit there and click it. Also, we forgot to talk about how they talked about Eddie Murphy and they hope he's going to do well and. He looks young too, Lil Duval. I thought they talked about Eddie Murphy in Hinchcliffe. No, it was Hinchcliffe? it was what's her name, Michelle Wolf. Oh man, I'm getting mixed up now. Whatever. This next blockbuster, which we didn't consider, what the kettlebell? Yeah, kettlebell. Why is this a blockbuster? It wasn't a blockbuster at all. It was just sneaky pool again, in the same vein as bringing on the. Uh... <coughs> but before we start that, what you're gonna. Horse whisper. Am I gonna what? We're gonna run some ads. Uh, yeah, we'll run an ad. Yeah, sure. That's right. 
Simon's right. Matt Simon's gets all right. angry at me like I'm fucking doing something wrong. No, it's just, I'm producer. no, I'm more angry that neither of us picked it up. We should have done it before this one because this is whatever. It's fine. Uh, Hinchcliffe is going to be a good fine. time. We're going to run an ad and then we'll be right back. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bow Design Agency. Bow Design is a full service design agency specializing in branding as well as exhibit design. They'll even design your entire restaurant or office because they can do that too. Bow Design Agency has over two decades of award-winning experience, and unlike other agencies, they'll not only handle the design, but they'll take care of the fabrication and installation for whatever size project you have in mind. Take your business to the next level today by consulting with Bow Design Agency and let them do the rest. Now, we'd like to give a big shout out to Bow personally uh, because they're the reason that we have an awesome new logo. Uh, we couldn't have found them easier to work with, and we found that they went above and beyond to create the highest quality product. As I'm sure you can see, there is no better logo than ours. Uh, and we'd like to shout out Bow Design for that. Uh, go check out their new website, bowdesign.ca, to check out their portfolio and get in touch with them. That's Bow Design, B O U W, Design. If you don't know how to spell design, you're in trouble. And uh, Bow Design on Instagram. Uh, you can find them at, at Bow Design to uh, keep up with all the great work they produce. So again, we want to give them a big shout out. They are the reason that we have our logo. Uh, we love it. Uh, go check them out. That's bowdesign.ca. And we are back. Thank you, boys, for that logo. Yes. Yeah. What a fucking great logo. Indeed. Um, Simon, number and guest. I think it might be my favorite. Lo- and I'm not just saying this, but literally my favorite podcast logo of in all time. the lexicon. Yeah. Wow. If you look at the um, what he got into that tiny little box. No, it was he did Pyramid. a bang up job. Yeah. Just say no more. There you go. Um, so 13.99. Pavel Tsatsulin. That's how you say that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm just going to say it right away. I don't think there's anything for the three of us to talk about here. Well, given la- the shape that the three of us are in. The most interesting thing about this podcast was that I couldn't listen to it two times because when you listen to it two times, it became not English anymore. Oh, too fast. With his accent. Yes. So I had to, the best I could do was one and a half and that wasn't fast enough. Because this was a flaming kettlebell of dung. <laughs> that was poetic. Thank you. Um, the one cool thing is like you don't have to work out hard to build strength. Zero cool things. So if you're, if you're thinking about working out as this tough exercise, it doesn't have to be. The kettlebell is fun. Have you ever swung one? No, but after this, I was thinking I'd like to get in shape in the new year. So I mean, I love the idea of Joe's kettlebells, the ones that they make with the fucking monkeys faces on them and shit. That's fun. They have Darth Vader too, but well, I would, I I mean, it's just, it's more of like a, you're almost doing a game than a, a brute exercise. But when he talked about people falling and breaking their hips, that's just like core. Like, you know what I mean? Not to get ripped or anything, but I thought that that guy last week, that that podcast was the most unnecessary podcast ever. Which one? Um, the runner. Yeah, okay. The guy sure. who broke the sure, record. Sure, sure, yeah. But now you think this is it? But this, for sure, is this... Like, at some point, I love Joe. I love this. I love JRE. But at some point, you he has to be able to say, like, look, this just isn't going to make good 
listening. But I just this is for where I, anybody. But this is where I disagree with you. There are there were fitness people for sure that listened to this episode and enjoyed every minute of it. And and I just wonder, like, I'm not saying that every fitness one is without merit. Do you know what I'm I saying? I get it, but what I'm saying, like this one in he particular, tried him, he tried to get him to take out CrossFit. This guy just didn't want. It's like he was playing a bad game of. Um, uh, improv, you know, where Joe needed him to do the yes and, and he was just... Yeah, Joe didn't say much. You know what killed me about this guy is when he went to get tea, because I was listening on one and a half times, and I stopped and I thought, wait a minute. The the pause and the amount of time this took, I'm on one and a half times. Like, What do you mean he went to get tea? I don't remember that. When he asked him about CrossFit, he said, that's an Dude, excellent question. he goes, excellent question, Joe. I'll get to that. First, let me get a tea. And I was like, what the fuck is Doesn't going on right Joe now? Joe have somebody to bring? Well, no, and tea? then he kind of was like, "Well, oh, Jamie, he just bum rush the show. He took off the cans. I guess if you're going, I don't two remember times. all any of this. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. were, you Dude, didn't care. Maybe I had totally zoned out. But I'm telling you, there was like, Obviously. first of all, there was silence while this guy prepped his tea, and I was like, this is insanity. Like, I was like, there's, listen, there's things that we love about podcasts: the long form, the no real format. That's all great, but there was certain things that TV and radio got right, like. Dead air while some guy's getting a fucking tea ready. Like, I don't need that. You don't need it, but it's authentic. I thought. I sure. It is, I get <laughs> Whatever. Yes. Who cares? If you do it at two speeds, like, though, just apparently. You don't even happen. notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tea. I know, Joe, about yeah, CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. But I, I kept waiting for Joe to ask him something that didn't have to do with fitness. So at least we could, like, maybe he had a cool story about Russia or wherever he was from. Like, I don't even know because. It just went right into kettlebells and never stopped, you know? Yeah. Anyways, that is, that's that it. Is what happened. I'm done. I mean, listen, I agree with you. For the three of us who don't work out and don't really care about being in shape, this podcast offered nothing. Well, There's listen, nothing for us to discuss. If, I mean, if we have any listeners and they want to let us know that they thought this was a great episode, I'd be really interested to know like who out there is feeling this shit. Dude, I'll tell you right away. Reddit, there was a ton of Reddit threads that were like, oh, this yeah, is a great man. podcast. Yeah, awesome I didn't see one, one and I follow if all If you're that. a 15-year-old kid who's being bullied and want to start exercising is a great again i can see goggins helping you with that i can see like i'm not i'm not saying the fitness is without merit i'm saying this podcast was without merit well again i just think like the same way the same way someone who's super into athletics and working out and maybe not into ancient civilizations might sit through a three and a half hour graham hancock one and go this wasn't needed. Why does Joe have this guy on? I'm not saying... I, I just have a hard time believing that anybody would be able to sit through a podcast like that and not garner some interesting piece of information. I just like, what? T- tell me, what did you gain from this one? I'm telling you, the three of us gained nothing. Okay, so if what okay, I'm, I agree with us. you. What I'm saying, though, is if you do work out... I hear you. You no, might, no, you I, might have... I got it, Matt. I agree with you. I'm I, just saying. I, 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 I think just... We're ta- you're discounting the fact that Joe's podcast is so large yeah. that, and he's mentioned that he's not trying to knock them all out of the park. Some of them are very niche. Some of them he knows will only garner a hundred thousand views or whatever. You know what? This epi- an episode like this belongs with in the UFC. It belongs in the MMA category. To me, it might as well be a, a strengthening for fighting episode. I mean, I'm not. My yeah, eyes glaze we, over. We shouldn't get stuck on. My it. eyes glaze over when I hear about double sets or triple sets or like try, just trying to think about that stuff. I'll I'll agree, but this guy was 
uh, more of an expert than a Chris Cresser. Just about strength training and stuff, correct? <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I think Listen, you're probably right. So I, come out of the Mar, I'm right? convinced at this point that I'm more of a professional than Chris Kressler. Well, I, like, no, I wasn't comparing him to Chris Kressler. I, was just, I thought he knew what he was talking about. It wasn't too far out or claiming crazy things. He just thought what he thought. But he also covered his bases. It seemed like he was constantly like, Listen, Joe, I'm not. I'm just going off of... But I guess, or I don't know, I think you guys overlooked then after all this talk... Joe decided to ask him about his diet. And what was his favorite thing to eat? Oh, he hated vegetables. And he loved to eat meat. And wasn't that crazy? Like he, It was like set up. It was like yeah, a hit or it, something. It was, it was a hit. <laughs> Kamar is just convinced now that this every <laughs> guest is just on. Just Hinchcliffe was on because he's a big meat eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just slips in and just, by the way, even yeah. though Chris Kresser got owned, you can still eat meat. I saw that. Maybe I didn't see it. That's great. I like that, Kamar. Yeah, I like that too. Okay. Well, on that note. I guess we'll rate it. Yes. And keep in mind, these ratings are obviously, uh, is it subjective or objective? Subjective. Like Very, we, very personal. Yeah, it's how we feel. None of us work out. I'm going to try to start this new None year. None of us are experts in Joe Rogan. So our, it's just our opinion. Two, three stupid assholes. It was old losers. I like old losers better than stupid assholes, but whatever. Whatever. I'll put stupid assholes on the back of my t-shirt. Rate it, Simon. Now you know three shitty ratings are coming. Um, Matt? Kamar, you rate it first. Yeah, I got to give it a one. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. One, one, and I don't even give it a one. It's just not our cup of tea, but I'm sure Saul would be fascinated by that. I I could at least appreciate this guy's accent. He was well-spoken. Uh, the fact that he wouldn't give his age under any circumstance I found ridiculous. I changed my mind. I'm going to give it a one. He did his job, I guess. To say, I just, to say it was less than one means it was completely without merit altogether. It means he was altogether. an asshole or something. Yeah. It might even be a 1.5. I just personally hated it. Fine. That's fair enough. Yeah. I think also surrounded by the interesting people. Because he was so just you do this and da 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 da. I also thought this was the last one of the week, and I was like, "What? What are you doing to you us?" You just here, brought Joe? up. A, you brought up a great point. I was going to bring up again because we force ourselves to listen to every episode. The later on in the week it gets, in like a full week, the less likely we are to if be. If he was first of the week, maybe pers- I doubt it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because if he's first of the week, you're still like, oh, my God, this is how it's going to start. My point is just that if we got to pick and choose this week, we probably would have just listened to maybe a little bit of Michelle Wolf, definitely a little Duval, but, you know, probably would have skipped the other ones. Like, I don't think I would have listened to Gwyn. Wow. That, that's where you and me just part ways. You think you would have listened to it no matter what? I, without def- having I listened definitely would have. Right. Yeah. I haven't listened to the book. Yeah, but you, okay. Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying, whatever. I think also Joe's been talking about every episode for yeah. us. Yeah. And months. I like it. I, I like that shit. That's actually why I felt like I didn't need the episode. It was just because Joe's been beating it to death. Crammed down your pie hole too yeah. much. And then I, and you know what the funniest part is, is I thought to myself, for some weird reason, I was like, well, this will be the end of it. He's having the author on. Oh, sort of a short week. No, I meant he's having the author on. It'll it'll be the end of him talking about this. Okay, yeah. When yeah, instead yeah. he's just doubling down. Mm-hmm. So let's just move on to Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, yes, Tony Hinchcliffe, fourteen hundred. Mon- monumental episode. And just to switch things up a little bit here, um, 
So they did talk about Eddie Murphy in this episode, and mm. I just wanted to do a little documentation. And let's do an odds thing. Um, what do you think the chances of Eddie Murphy actually coming back to do stand-up? The, 95. They, they paid him, 95. <laughs> 95%. It's going to happen. What is well, it, is he's it going to do that stand-up special, but is he going to start touring stand-up? Who's to say what happens in this experience? What he like? Matt, he's doing it right now as you speak. Come on. Listen, there's no Sorry, reason. To, there's no reason for me to think. Ninety-five percent. There's no reason for me to think that he will. Only because they're paying him such an astronomical amount of money that he might go out and be like, "I really enjoyed that," and he might also go out and be like, "I enjoyed that," but I'm also a sixty-year-old man. But he's definitely making how many specials for Netflix? Three. One. One. I thought and, it was one. Was it? I don't know. And if he were to do this. It sort of says that he would have to have two hours, right? He'd so, do the Netflix special, then be a tour on something. That's right. So, Matt, so the touring, what do you think the chances are? 95%? No. Oh. The touring, well, he's going to have to tour for the special. Well, if that's he, what, like, this is where I'm lost in your question. Does he? Does he go and do that, the stuff from the special for the special? No. Yes. Uh, leading up to it, it will, that's what it'll be. No, but once it's on Netflix, he doesn't go and take that material. No, what I'm saying is before the Netflix special drops, he will probably do a hundred sets. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. After the Netflix special, does he become like a stand up comedian again? No. No. So not in my eyes. I'm sure he's gonna have uh help from writers. You think like Chris Rock will jump on there? Chris Rock, Louis C. K., whoever, um for the special. Guys will do stuff, but it's Eddie's essence is still the magic. You know what I mean? It gets outside of the joke, and it's really the performance that is just all-encompassing. He's hosting Center at Live. That'll be cool. Yeah, That's he'll crazy. have to do monologue there. And he was only 22 when he did Delirious. I didn't know that. And big. That's he wasn't, crazy. He wasn't 22. He came out. He was already a big TV star. Dude, he was on. I think he was on Saturday Night Live when he was 18. Something like this. I thought Delirious came first. That was after he was yes, on yes, SNL. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. He he started as a TV and but still the time to go from that to stand up special that good. Yeah, but even you know, then, think about being 18 years old and being on Saturday Night Live. But it might take someone 20 years to get that good to do that set yeah i agree he did it in four maybe i mean Chappelle too though same thing Chappelle Chappelle was doing stand-up when he was 13 you know 14 like it's fucking nuts when we talked about greta von thurnberg there last week Mm -hmm. had she already won person of the year no no so how about that bullshit eh fuck Like, get the fuck out of here. I was thinking, why? Like, I, I, let me ask you, why do you care? Do you hold Time Magazine Person of the Year as, like, in high regard? No, I just find this whole thing just. Well, silly, let me give you an example. Man. They they named the computer Person of the Year in the 90s. Oh, so, that's super warranted. My the, point, the inanimate rod, the inanimate metal rod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. My point is just like. You know, I don't hold it in high regard. So the fact that they made her the flavor of the month. Yeah, you're probably probably right. She could have just as well have won prettiest person on People magazine is what you're saying. Well, no, because she's not Mm. that. But but Mm. look at me. She's not this either, Matt, is my point. I'm sort of autistic. I've been around the world. Where's my press conference at City Hall about Epstein? Well, no, stop. You're not trying to change anything, though. Let me ask you, Simon. (laughs) I'm sort of autistic. I've been around the world. Let me ask you, Simon, since you're so quick to say it shouldn't be her, name me three people it should have been above her. 
definitely above her Boyan slat. A thousand percent. If we're even talking about like somebody who's out there trying to save the environment, that guy should win a hundred times over her. But I think the argument they're making is that the awareness she brought to it, whether good or bad, is maybe doing more than what Boyan Slot's doing because he's just one person making... You know what? I'm not saying necessarily that this girl shouldn't be... No, I am. Yeah, you are. (laughs) She definitely shouldn't be winning these fucking... But what did she win? Popularity contest. Like, she's nothing. This just girl yeah. is nothing. Maybe it's a poor she choice has of no credit. She, she's not one cred- Credentials. Come on, she has no day, nothing. Maybe I even feel sorry for her. It would be my, just, me winning a Nobel Prize. It's the motive I, behind how she got there. That's Yeah, all. but see, this is what pisses me off. Is like, she's just a 15-year-old girl. You guys are pissed at her. She didn't give herself this award. I'm more pissed award. at her parents, it's, I guess. I'm pissed at it. Lizzo, Lizzo might show. be good. Lizzo might be a good uh, Lizzo for person, person of the year. year. Yeah, I'm just throwing stuff out there. No, maybe, I was asking maybe for realistic. entertainer of the year or something. I don't know. My point though, Simon, is you couldn't quickly, other than Boy on Slot, you couldn't quickly come up with three people that more that were more deserving. You I, just want to. <laughs> my point is, we're just quick to be like, "Fuck this chick shouldn't be her." Where I've heard no one, I haven't heard one person who's argued this be like it should be this person i would understand if well, it were, i just told you one person it should be fine okay i na- i said name three but my point is this you're one person think of all the people you've heard shitting on her have you heard any of them be like it should actually be this person no nope. it's not like it was robbed from someone necessarily more deserving no it just seems somehow like an injustice i don't it's see a woman. i don't see that no way. matthew <laughs> i think it's crooked no. it's crooked well, look, they're just they're, wag the dog. Time magazine is exactly the same to Matt's point as um, Fox News or CNBC or you know what I mean? It's it all the like same. If Breitbart came out and made like Milo person of the year. You know what I mean? You don't hold you don't you don't go. Oh, my God. Well, no, if CNN Absolutely. came out and said somebody was person of the year, you wouldn't you don't because you don't trust CNN. Right? Really if for some reason, I hold Time magazine in higher regard. But you're right. I shouldn't. It's just an, they're probably owned by one of these places. Places that I talk trash about all the time, you know. Exactly. Twenty twenty. You're right. Yeah. Like yeah. I just. Yeah. That's, that's my whole thing. Is like Choose I don't. Whoever you want. Time. I don't care one way or the other. I'm not a fan of this Greta chick. I mean, if she's bringing, if she's making people aware of climate change, great. I mean, I think if anything, she's just making people more divided. Her the the girl who um, <laughs> accused Prince Andrew she could be person of the year. Did you see the tweet that she sent Busting out? Busting open everything. Yeah. I, I don't absolute, want to commit suicide. I am not suicidal. I've spoken to if many people If anything happens this, yeah. to me or my family, just know I have nothing but good things to live for. That's and never a good thing. That is also, listen, she obviously isn't aware of what she's up against. To make it seem like if I just put out this tweet when they do suicide me, they'll no, have this tweet. Like, it's definitely a good first step. Dude, Jeffrey Epstein was in a federal penitentiary with guards and cameras. No and cameras. <laughs> what, do you see what I'm saying? Though? I like, do. This I chick do. putting out a tweet being like, dude, they can Matt, easily. I just thought it was funny. I don't think it's saving her life. I don't think it's funny. Know? I think it's insane. It's that she has to do that? It's comical. That she thinks she has to do that? Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking it's like. absolutely comical that the world has come to this. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, they talk about uh, how much Tony loves Home Alone 2. 
I want to revisit based on his. Uh... Well, I do too, but also I was planning on watching it anyways because I watched uh, The Making of on Netflix. Did, have you watched those with the four shows no. they show? They do um, Die Hard. Uh, do they do Die Hard? Anyways, um, what's it called is one of them, Home Alone. So they go like give you the whole down low on it. Every, how they do the stunts how and they, stuff? Well, the stunts are crazy They because there was no special effects back then. Mm-mm. Back then. When they made this movie. Home Alone? Home Alone. They weren't using special effects okay, in well, it. Okay, well, they had special effects. You said there weren't special effects I, back then. I don't think they were using special effects in a lot of movies Using the gangster's then. voice was sort in of In 1993? Is that when it came out, 93? I yeah. guess not really special effects. It was used a VCR and a tape, and you press play and scare them away. Anyways, as much as Matt wants to argue, they were saying in this that they had to use these real stuntmen because they didn't have the effects to be able to do it. And the falls, when you go back and look at all the falls in this movie, it's crazy, man. Like these guys were taking the craziest beating ever. I think the worst was the can to the face, the can to the face, the, the actually craziest one is where he ices the steps going up to the house because he has to do that fall. And apparently he had to do it like 50 times. And every time it's just a solid thump onto the ground. Like, and apparently when they were doing it, uh, the director, whoever that was, was it Steven Spielberg? No, Steven no. Spielberg did. Did not direct. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. But you know who wrote it, which I just found out the other day is the breakfast um, club guy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. What's his name? Um, What the fuck is his name? Rest in peace. Uh, Who are you guys talking about? John Blank. John Hughes. Jonathan Hughes. John Hughes wrote Home Alone. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. eh? I think that's his last movie before he died. No, 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 no. He wrote a bunch of bombs after that, I think. My bad. Yeah. But I want to see two. And what's just about two is Trump's in two. (laughs) Trump is in two, yeah. Have you guys followed any of this impeachment stuff? No. What what has it gone to Don't care. It's unbelievable. Save it for the post, Joe. Should we do... should we do a Christmas episode where we watch Home Alone and Home Alone Two? Well, no, it, we'd have to watch one? the first one. Do you know all the conspiracy theories about the first movie? Tell me, because they're probably in this movie or they're, in this television show. Oh, I doubt they are. Um, so the first one that I love is that Kevin McAllister grew up to be the bad guy in Saw. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's definitely not in this. Because it makes sense, right? Like all the little contraptions he put together to get these robbers that it created like a fetish in him. And so when he, he gets older, kill people. So no, well, no, because the story in Saw is that he had cancer or something. That was what it ended up being. Okay. Anyway, the other conspiracy is that Kevin's dad is a mafia boss. And this one actually has a little bit of proof because in the first Home Alone, when Joe Pesci shows up dressed as a cop, remember when he shows up to the door? Yeah. With his tooth. Yeah. The dad is super defensive for no good reason. Like, he's like, whoa, what's uh, what seems to be the problem here? Like, if you watch back, it's and he has tons of money, enough money to take like 23 people to Paris, to New York, to wherever. And they never, ever tell you what he does. And they live in a massive house. And the older son is that crazy lunatic. And they, they're like, it makes sense because like most mafia bosses have the oldest son is like a fucking maniac. Okay. We'll never Interesting. know. We'll you never know what? Know. We should definitely rewatch that movie. And then there was some other alternate universe one. I can't remember. 
I'll, I'll send it to we'll, you. Though. We'll look into sure. it. Yeah, it sounds good. That man. might be interesting. Love it. For Christmas. So this was a perfect example, this podcast of um, without a point, it starts getting real preachy at points, you know? But I mean, it's their relationship, you know, to be an opener and headliner. Yeah, but you brought up a great point. You've had four podcasts this week. Tony's not selling anything. Nope. What is he? Was he pushing Kill Tony, I guess, and how much... How well they're doing? Like uh, I don't know. I think they've been together. He was probably going with Joe to the UFC, maybe to do stand up. That's possible. No, they don't do stand up when they go to the UFC. I'm wrong. I'm All, sorry. Also, no, Joe always does stand up. Does he? he? Always, but it was in Vegas, so I don't yeah. see him. No, that's why. Yeah. And they did three hours. Yeah, it was a three hour podcast. Maybe he had to do something after the kettlebell. He didn't even look. Love the kettlebell. I'm just <laughs> gonna have to put something out to yeah. What do you what do you guys think about fake butts? You into that? <coughs> no. no. Same with fake tits. Not into that either. I think it's so short term. But the fake tits, I at least understand. The fake butts just look ridiculous to me. Well, yeah, but give them ten years. You've seen bad fake butts. Yeah. Okay. You probably have seen. Fake You've probably butts, seen an incredible the, fake butt and not no even idea. known it. Mm-hmm. But I just think there's, there's no, but this giant like Nicki Minaj, um, what's her name there, Kardashian, like those are get ridiculous. But I just like with anything, they have so like much money, butts and I they can probably have it removed yeah. or resculpted. I just think for most people, it's short. Remember they even talk about foreheads, like Botox in the foreheads. You're yeah, surprised. All these little just things, body dysmorphia, tiny little versions. I mean, listen, I hate to preach what Joe says, but I fully agree. Like. If you have small tits or a little dick, there's not there's no workout you can do. There's nothing you can do. So like to go and get if if you feel like small tits are really holding you back, you can go out and the only option you have is to get fake tits. You can work out to get the ass you want. It just takes but you, work. You can't get uh, ass like um Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Joe trying to say Iggy Azalea was hilarious. Yeah. I don't even know if she has a huge ass. Like, uh, dude, if you work like just Kim your- Kardashian, you don't get a giant ass like that. That's way more than that. Man. You can know. get an ass, ass dude. A girl can get an ass close to that from a lot of hard work. Skier girls always had big butts. Rugby girls. That big? Yeah, skiers. Really? Okay. Listen, I- I'm willing to concede that I and don't that's know. that's a fit. Very much about that. Big rum. So. Yeah, yeah. Simon, I've met girls with like fucking great big asses that just work out. But it doesn't matter to me what they are. I just don't think people should um, alter themselves. But if it makes it feel better and they can afford it. Like I'm I? all for a little. Um, like I don't like girls to be so skinny. You, know, you know what I mean? I'm for the the hourglass. I'm with you. I yeah. just within reason, you know. Anyways, whatever. Um, They said something that I thought was true, that more people in history now are saying mean things than ever before. I disagree. There's more... I think what what negativity is out there a bigger brush now or a bigger no. I agree umbrella. with what, I agree with what Tony said. You just have a bigger audience now. Yeah. You have a bigger audience. So before where your meanness was getting to nobody, now it has a chance of getting to people. I think that's the difference. And I just... Yeah, but that doesn't mean there's more. You said there's more. I disagree. I think there's a... I mean, there's more people, so there's more meanness. But I don't think that like... No, it's the internet. The internet has made it so that... That's changed everything. You're arguing that we're a meaner culture now. Is yes, that what you're saying? Correct. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Pinker would find that as well. I don't know if he did that study. 
And I don't think he could do that because it's too early. You know what I mean? I still disagree with you. I think when there's animinity about animinity, whatever, uh, you had I think when the there's that time. involved, maybe, <laughs> that but involved. I think face-to-face interactions, no, I think we're just as polite as maybe we've Probably, been. but because there's so much anonymity now. And the ability to do that, to go and leave a shitty review and not have to leave your name. You just come up as a dick suck, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, you wouldn't do that if we were able to get in touch with you and say, I'll give you an example. So Kamar, I've shown Simon this video. There's a guy on YouTube. He calls himself the African rebel. And what this guy does is he has half the screen is a, is Joseph Coney, but it's, it's with a, uh, like Moving a deep mouth. it's with a deep fake program so when this guy talks the coney's eyes move and his mouth moves what he does is he logs on to like omegle or these chat roulette sites or he goes and plays call of duty with this african voice he sounds like an african warlord like he's like what is my name say my name on the mic please do it again that kind of stuff and what always happens without a doubt is he finds a racist right away like someone who's just right away like... Or some little kid who just doesn't know any better. Sure. Thinks he's being funny, you know? Now, this guy's also a fucking internet whiz. So what he does is he can quickly, using uh, IP searches and like reverse internet search and shit, he finds out who they are and where they live within seconds. And then he fucks with them hard. And the point is, is like he meets all these people that are wildly racist because they're like, this guy doesn't know who I am. I'm anonymous. I can say what I want. And by the time he's done being like, this is where you live and this is exactly who you are. Doxism. Real quick, dude. Real quick. They're like, listen, I'm really sorry. He removes the anonymity. Yeah. (laughs) Right away. And people are nicer all of a sudden. The tone changes very quickly. There was some way. I'm not against the internet, okay? I see all the good of it. But if there was some way to make people more accountable, I think that's a really important thing moving forward to the future. If this is going to be something that stays with us, which it obviously is, it's only going to get more embedded into us. There should be some guidelines where you can't just like, it's not just uh, it's, it's, the wild west. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery. But I guess- Why? Because then it starts trampling on people's freedom of speech. Is it freedom of speech to not have to say who you are when you um, say these things? Like, uh, I'm confused. Uh, well, it comes sort of Trump. Like, you've got to be able to people to be whistleblowers. But I mean, you're just talking about talking shit or whatever. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I think people have to take... Uh, Ownership, extreme ownership over their manners. Well, even something like Yelp, let's say, okay, where, you know, some one person's opinion can cost some business dollars or whatever, you know what I mean? Which I guess in some cases is a good thing because you get some fairness brought into the world where these businesses who operate shittily are finally brought to light. But in the same vein, you get these people who are just shitty people. And they're just out there causing shit for the sheer fun. I don't know, man. It, Yelp it seems, seems pretty specific with the... Um, what do you mean Yelp seems pretty specific? Well, that's like reviewing something. Yeah. So only leave positive reviews? No, you can leave, leave negative reviews. Well, exactly. The problem... The, okay, here's the problem. It, let's say you have a bad experience at a restaurant and you want to go leave a review. The first problem is... Is that your only time you've been to that restaurant? Like even food critics and food reviewers go to a restaurant 
multiple times. And they do this for obvious reasons. You could go on a stellar night where everyone's knocking it out of the park. You could also go on a night where they're having the worst service night of their life. And you can't you can't judge a place based on one. Do restaurant reviewers do that? 100%. I've worked at many restaurants and I know for a fact that I would, we'd be like, oh, she's here again. They, they, yeah, they do. They have to. Uh, listen, I'm glad to hear that. That seems really fair. It just surprises me that it would be like that. Well, think about it too, Simon. That's why they usually review multiple dishes. No one is sitting down at a table and ordering. I mean, I guess someone would, but the point is, is they usually go, they have this app and that main and this dessert, and then the week later, two weeks later, they go... Right, you're right. I, I, I see what you're saying. And in their article, they'll talk about three different times they went. Precisely. But they, but it's it's crafted as, you know, oh, yeah, one yeah. No, yeah, you're experience. right, you're right. And again, that, it's not always like that. There are some restaurant critics, I'm sure, who go once. Hold on. I think in this day and age, now that there's restaurant blogs and blogs. stuff... Sorry, that's what I meant. What I was talking about was professional food critics that wrote for a, a publication... A newspaper. Yes, as far in as... air quotations. Yeah. Well, okay, like maybe we're talking about a, a bygone era but my yeah. point is is i believe that's how it used to work that's how it used to run was that you would do that so my point is is like yelp reviews is a weird one because you also don't know shit about the person reviewing like maybe this person is an asshole and is that type of person where they go to a restaurant to have a servant and to be served you know what i mean those people which is just a problem to begin with right like not to mention, you know, Google gives you fucking points based on how many places you review. Dude, I remember the last place I worked for, I had to respond to reviews, right? So if someone wrote a positive review, go on, hey, thanks so much for writing. We really appreciate it. Someone wrote a negative review, hey, please write me. I'd like to get, you know, you know how it goes, Simon. You own a I business. I do, yeah. So the point is, is I would start looking at certain bad reviews. Like, what else did this person review? Dude, this one guy had reviewed, I'm not joking, everything in Ottawa. He had reviewed... Uh, Spark he Street. Kept seeing his name and everybody. Well, no, because you can see the other things they reviewed. He reviewed Spark oh. Street like as a whole and gave it two stars. And I was like, and uh, I want to review the air. It sticks. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Spark you, Street depends on the day. <laughs> but I'm just I, saying, I, yeah, it's ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous, frankly. The uh, <laughs> but I, my, I sound like such an old man. But the. It, it gives power to people who deserve no power, you know? Who's to say? I'm to say. Okay. Someone can say you have no power. Like, I, it's just, I, I don't deserve any power, hence why I don't go and leave my opinions on the internet. You know what I mean? I've always wondered why people got to fuck with people, but they do. It's the ugly side of I guess this podcast is me uh, giving my opinion. You don't have to listen, man. I mean, here's the thing. If you go to a restaurant and your service is maybe not stellar and your soup is cold. Like to me, if you go and write a review about that, you're just a total piece of shit. Cause like you had a slightly less than stellar time. Why, why bother? I do understand though, if people have like, like I've, I've, I've once in my life gone to a manager, like physically gone to a manager and been like, what the fuck is going on here? And we were in Vegas and like, I, I even said to him when I went up, I go, I hate that I'm doing this. I hate people that do this. I was like, I feel disgusting right now. I was like, but to be honest, I'm just so flabbergasted by what's gone on here that I have to air it out to someone. And he was trying to give me all these free drinks. And I was like, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Like, I'm also not trying to get anything free out of you. I'm leaving. But I just, I, I mean, again, you know, this doesn't have anything to do with what you're talking about, though. You're saying the world's meaner. And then we got off in this Yelp. I don't think the world is meaner. I just think we have more access to the mean. It's louder. 
or yeah, or like Kamar saying, there's maybe there's more of a loudspeaker on your mean or on certain people's mean. But to say like, I just don't think that we're. I refuse to believe that we're a meaner culture nowadays. I actually think that, like Pinker, I actually think there is more good going on. I think, like Kamar says, I think we put a magnifying glass on the mean, maybe to what you're trying to say. I agree with Pinker. I, I'm a big I know you are. I know. I'm not. Except for the internet. We were I meaner. Think that's we were meaner. The, that's the. the the bug in the jar that we just never accounted for, you know, Kamar, made, Kamar just made an incredible point. Which I don't know was? if he, me- I don't know if he meant to, but think about it like this, Simon, you guys are now over 40. I'm about, I'm pushing it. You also just have a different view of the world. Now we were terribly mean kids, dude, the people you rolled with when you were in high school were not nice people, but I was a nice person. Okay. But my point is, is like, I just think that like, first of all, I always did the right thing. But hold on, fine. But first of all, like all those 20-year-olds you hung out with, they now have 18 different social medias and can be mean on a level that they couldn't before. It's not that they're meaner. You know what I mean? Like think about, I don't want to name names, but. Yeah, uh, again, uh, I know exactly what you're saying. Those people, some of those, those people were shitty. I don't think any of those people are leaving negative comments on the internet because again, but but if you made the internet when they were young, they would have been all fucking over that. Right. That's Uh, my point. I I guess Uh, again. So you're right. There aren't more evil. It's not a meaner place, but the internet has made it worse. I also think like I, I, but Simon, hold on. But I'm also, I, I, I get what you're saying, but think about it like this. Like when you were a kid, and you saw someone being bullied or even you were bullying someone you didn't see didn't it in the same anyone. light well okay we all bullied people whether you know it or not don't like i did as well so don't i'm not sitting here like you're a all right whatever okay fine. my point is just now when you see bullying as like a and especially you have a kid now when you see it it blows your you see it in a totally different light you're like this is just the most awful shit ever where when you were a kid you know water off a duck's back yeah. That's all I'm saying. Is, I mean, but you're you're stupid as a kid. Like, but that's my point. Is like you're looking at mean. The mean you're seeing out there is not people your age, for the most part, being mean to each other. It's you're seeing the younger generation expressing their thoughts and yes. feelings. F- yeah, on the social media part, yes, for sure. But as far as like the reviewing goes, no, Simon's I, so angry. I think, <laughs> I think the reviewing is really no. It's not. It's it's just like. Um, we're, we're getting stuck on Tony says he has, eight, on. he has eight comics on it and three of them are dog shit and everyone shits on him and that's the best part of the show oh I wanted to ask Kamar this question um, but, you know, okay yeah, so, yeah. No, 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 no no go, go ahead. ahead no no, no, no go please. ahead do you know how Joe is always talking about um, the four or three gay comedians he knows who won't come out because it's bad for their um, just out of respect. Watch, it'll be the first name in no, his, out of his mouth. He, Joe says it's because he he thinks it'll be bad. Not him saying it. They're not coming out because it will be yeah, bad yeah, for I, their career. Yeah, they're they're conflicted. Who do you think that is? Who he's talking about? If you had to name somebody right now, Jeselnik. Well, no, we he, know Jeselnik's gay. Okay. Wow. I, so he's not pulling it out right away. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nick Swarzen. Wow. Okay. Matt right away said. Brian Callen. 
Brian Callen. And now that you know that he left his wife. Interesting. I never. That was not who I thought. I don't even know where he got inspired to think about that, though. Well, Simon asked. Simon saw some internet poll. Yes, yeah, there was a oh. whole. That was like if, there was a whole. That was thread. like who do you think yeah. Joe's talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't make that up. That was on Reddit. I saw this going on, but I was like, oh shit, I never thought about. So that. he brought it to me, and he said, if if you had to take a pick, and right away I said, and Brian. he said the person who Callum. they said right away. Yeah. So I was that, like, whoa, the, that's the, weird. The top person on this site was was yes, Callan, yeah. like the only person they didn't even mention the other. It was ninety eight percent Callan. Yeah. <laughs> There was no two percent. I didn't. They didn't. I didn't see another name they named. It all just turned into. Uh, oh, and maybe they said Shaw, but I think that's just because they were being dicks. I mean, know? if I didn't know better, I'd say Tony Hinchcliffe, but he loves the. Puss. Oh, that's a big one too. Eh? He loves yeah. the puss. He's married, isn't he? Not that he that is, matters. We all married, know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. Brian was married too. Um, you know what's a weird coincidence? Now I've obviously never done this, so I don't know if it's true. But the Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Moon, like if it really lines up like that, they obviously didn't do that. No, it's a yeah. sheer but coincidence. That, that's that just that's serious Matrix shit, man. I, I come I'm, on. No, I'm sure there's a connection between good direction with editing and stuff and everything that sort of layers over do you that's remember, a great fucking point do you remember baraka whoa what was the point well no his point is just like if like so photography is a good example of like most great photos follow either the fibonacci sequence or some sort of composure there's there's this thing in composure that like you're hitting your crescendo your denouement so my your, point the point he's making is actually a sound yeah, one where no, that you're absolutely right especially Mark, given totally the time that they were made where everything was really cookie yeah. cutter yeah yeah like when they come into the color for sure that's going to be that moment of and for all you know they had a guy in the studio making the album who forever worked on movies I and mean, was just maybe. <laughs> I, i'm just saying i'm just throwing out yeah. like wild no but that makes that makes way more sense that makes way more sense I, the only thing I, if you tested it and started it 10 minutes later and it just was off you know what i mean yeah i, I don't i know. mean like like tony said though who how lucky or how fucked the first person must have felt who found that just wow. so high like on acid yeah. just like what the fuck they were sick of playing records backwards to yeah. Hear yeah, yeah yeah sure. to hear satan i will say this i used to uh I used to watch tons of skate videos, like pre-internet days. I had a ton of skate videos. And a lot of the time, I didn't like the music in them. A lot of it was like punk or hard rock. And I was just all hip hop. So I used to just have skate videos on loop. And then I would be playing my own music. And I can't tell you how often, total coincidence, I'd be high and the music would just like, everything would sync up. That's just a numbers game at that point, right? No, and I agree with... I, I, listen, I agree with you, but I'm saying, too, like, it's also a numbers game with movies. Like, the, I, I guarantee you, if you actually sat and took the time, you could probably pull up some other movie that synced up oddly enough with some other... One that had that same principle. Yeah, you're probably right. No, that's, that's not far off. Um, at one point, Joe goes to light a joint... And I heard the click of the lighter, <laughs> and I swear to God, I haven't been to Vietnam, but I had a Vietnam flashback. It, it was crazy. Yeah, Duvall. yeah, <laughs> it was nuts. Excuse me. That could be a good or a bad thing. Thank God, it was just the one time, and they just smoked a joint like a normal person. Can you light a joint, actually? Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys uh, remember? Matt might be too young. If you're not, 
but I'm, I apologize. Uh, Tipper, Tipper Gore. Was that Tipper a thing Gore, yeah. for you? Cause that was a huge thing for me. Like, um, yeah, the parental advisor. Yeah. There were songs being written crew. about her, but do you remember furnace face? They were a big Ottawa band. I was in one of their music videos. No way. Yeah. I went to see my they, uncle produced their album. They shut the fuck up. I went to see yeah. them on Saturday. That what is you saw them this Saturday. Well, no, what? it was a guy. Okay, this is all a, blowing my God, mind, man. There was a 40th anniversary of the clash London calling. Yeah. And two guys from Furna Face. Three bands did it all. They would split it up. And and two of the guys from Furnace Face? That's crazy. Yeah, no, Simon, I was legitimately in one of their music videos. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, apparently you both know that band. Yeah. Anyway, so they had a song that was all about Tipper Gore. And anyways, it was just like, but it's hilarious. At the time, I obviously didn't put two and two together that Tipper Gore was Al, Al Gore's yeah. wife. But what a shitty couple. Think about it. They're the most preachy fucking couple you have ever met in your life. You do not want to be friends with that couple. No like that dinner, no that dinner zone. party is horrible. I just hate, I, I forever can't forgive people that think like music is rotting the minds of the children. Like I just don't, even in this age now where I, where a small piece of me is like, you know, rap, I don't know. <laughs> I still am like, let the young people listen. Everyone listens to music growing up and 95% of people end up well-adjusted like that 5%. It's just a numbers game. Like you said, I, everyone listens to music. I, I don't know what I, I, as you say that Matt, I just keep thinking about that conversation we had about violent video games. Yeah. And I just like, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying, but yet I'm like, but it has to yeah, but you know it doesn't. It but that's the weird but thing. It is, does. It does. It doesn't. We all we always went to war. We've always been violent. Pre video, violent video games have been around for like twenty years. You're arguing that, like, you just finished saying like you agree with Pinker. I know you. I know what you're saying, and I know you know that violent video games and music and movies don't. They. Uh, the weird thing is this, Simon. But violent video games, I think, are different than like music or movies. You know what I mean? Because you're like literally becoming the person the making thing. the decision, which I think makes it different somehow. But this is the weird thing that I like as someone who plays a lot of video games, <laughs> I can tell you're you biased. Well, no, I can just tell you that you're, you're very detached. Now, again, I'm using anecdotal evidence. I'm using me as an example. Yeah. We're talking about young kids. I think is the point. You're a well-adjusted adult. But even then, Simon, like I dude, my dad had no buffer when I was young. There was no movie too violent, too brutal, too vulgar, too. I, there was nothing. And I, if anything, I think he did me a favor because I didn't grow up like afraid, like super afraid. But of, you don't think there's anything to correlation? I, no, no, no. What I just said about there's a difference between listening to a song or watching a movie and being the guy who makes the decision whether to shoot this person or that person. Like there is that. No, because I think like it's immersive, you know? Yeah. But let me give like, I mean, Grand Theft Auto was a great example. Grand Theft Auto has been around now for 15, 20 years. Like it really has been a, one of the best selling video game franchises ever. It's like Star Wars. What do you mean? Well, Star Wars is just Star Wars, the franchise. Sure. It, that is a, will be like you, my grandfather you'll play grand theft auto 50 you know yeah what I mean? but i mean simon here's a good example yeah. too is like you know star wars is violent it's just not violent in the sense that like it's a it's a make-believe place where the violence really isn't yep. existing and to me 
it's the same thing with video games. It's not, you're not, as much as they might base a video game in this world, like Grand Theft Auto could be set in New York or Miami, but you know in your heart of hearts what you're doing. I, I just don't. You know. Okay, well, I just I, my thing to you though, Simon, is kids now are growing up. They've grown up playing that game, mm-hmm. and we're not seeing like a spike in violence. Again, Pinker says we're seeing it all go down. So we're not seeing a spike in violence, but we are seeing like um, I think if anything, we're well, more desensitized take, take to school it. shootings. There just weren't before whatever year. There just weren't school shootings. That wasn't a thing. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, but again, it wasn't a thing till it was a thing. And like you can't. And if you could sit, but there were my, mass shootings. My point so is this: is Columbine before or after uh, that video game? What video game? The one we were just talking Grand about, Grand Theft Auto. Auto. Yeah, first Grand Theft Auto came out in like '93 or something. And Columbine when, was in like '96. Yeah. So I mean, look, if that's uh, again, I I know you can't make that correlation. But the other thing, I'm saying, gonna... a kid watches football and says, "I want to watch football." A kid plays a video game, and kills people, and says, "I want to kill people." I don't think it's quite as simple as that, but it's like. Um, Maybe a, uh, an idea that wasn't, uh, I don't know. It's so stupid. You're right. I I, I have no, um, but again, Simon, even it's just a gut feeling. Gotta feel it. Gotta <laughs> but feel let me, it. let me give you a, okay. We'll take Grand Theft Auto out of it because it is based on just like reality, reality and almost nonsensical violence, which does unfortunately exist in this world. But it, I think Grand Theft Auto is a good example though. It's how you play it. Right. You can play it and not kill hookers. Of course. You can play it and kill the occasional hooker, just yeah. as but you yeah, know, like yeah, right. my point is just you know I think it's more. I, I'll put it to you this way, Simon. I think if you sat fifty kids down and watched them play Grand Theft Auto for fifty hours, you would probably learn more about how that kid's going to operate in society through watching that than it would necessarily influence how he's going to operate in society. Interesting. I've said it before. Very I'll say it again. Interesting. They need to start. Uh, it's probably nefarious, but putting little games or challenges or puzzles that a whole bunch of people playing this game are actually solving a real problem or something. You know what I mean? To help like society. Online, like online problem solving Cause, games. Because they a, a billion hours a week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> All the I'm way saying, they would have to do that is with some sort of financial incentive. You know well, what Simon, I mean? No, you no. win a little... You, uh, you get a trophy. No, it's not enough. You need money. <laughs> I mean, Simon, I was going to bring Part up the me, example too. Listeners. I was going to bring up the example of like Call of Duty, which again is arguably the biggest selling franchise outside of sports. Okay. Um, it's truly based... You know, its origin is based on we went to war in World War II. This is us trying to show you what it looked like almost like a movie except now you you can make choices yourself do i storm the beach this way sorry come on do right I, right so my point is just like that again is that violence happens every day in the real world not on the level where you're not running around like an asshole just shooting people at ad nauseum but yeah come on did those games have a level where you could play shooting zombies or stuff like that. Yeah, Nazi Cause, zombies. Because that was one of the modes. Yeah, that's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, Simon, I'll say this: when Modern Warfare Two came out, like fifteen years ago or twelve years ago, however long ago it was, there was a level in the campaign mode. So, like when you're playing the actual story mode, and in that mode, the story was that you were going undercover, like CIA operative style, to infiltrate this Russian um, terrorist group, and unbeknownst to you, they take you to an airport. And they give you a large machine gun and you and three other Russians have to just mow down as many civilians 
in this airport as you can. And that's the level. The level is just kill civilians. Okay. So you have an LMG and it's just unarmed people and you're just fucking mowing them down. And dude, people were up in arms about this. Like just, they were like, you can't do this. You can't show this level of violence. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like this. I mean, it didn't do anything. Like my, I I don't think that kids seeing that back then playing that level to, to me, call of duty is much less harmful than that other game. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto to me, that's like the, there's no point to it. It doesn't need to be there. It's, you're not, you're not putting somebody in the position of being in the war. You know what I mean? It's just all the gangster movies you ever saw. Well, and Simon, I guess I will say this to you. There's an argument to be made. One of the, one of the storylines is your Nico price, an immigrant, like fresh off the boat. Okay. arriving in new york okay. and you just have like one connection like this one dude who's unfortunately already somewhat in the underworld like you know seedy and it's just you kind of accidentally making your way up so you have a choice to go good or bad or you know my point is just like the the storyline is that some people don't have the choice you know what i'm saying like some people mm-hmm. are don't grow up the way we did and just get to say, oh, well, I could be good or I could be bad. He just arrived here. He had nothing in his pockets. The one guy he knew was like, well, if you want to make some money, I got this. I mean, again, yes, the game is... Listen, the game sucks if you get a first choice. is like, do you want to just play it straight? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah. Go get a job. Get a grocery grocery job. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just bagging groceries. I'm check in with my parole yeah. officer. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That game, that game fucking yeah. sucks. Yeah. So yeah. obviously yeah. that's not how it works, but I think you're... It's okay. Let's let's sure, move, we'll off move on. The, uh, Sorry, we got stuck on. Oh, shit. whatever. I it's think all good. Uh, that's not even us arguing. No, no. That, I think that's, that's us yeah. having a discussion yeah, about you know violent video games and um, just about memes for a second. Isn't it weird how like uh, memes just take off? Right? Like, why does one thing? Perfect example. The cat meme. The cat meme. Like that is not at all funny. No, but you're missing the point. Is that the internet? You can you can go right now and they'll show you the meme of every month for the last three years. Oh really? Charts. No way. A hundred percent. So oh, what I, I'm saying to you is, that. Simon, it literally like you can go and chart the memes for the last however long, and it literally changes month by month. Some last two or three. Some yeah. get a little more play, yeah, but yeah. every month the internet just says, "Dude, I have to go see that though. I got to see what but these winners are." You're gonna hate me for saying it. Yeah. TikTok is its own world. Okay. You know what I mean? If you got into it, there are the same thing. It's TikToks of the month and the dances of the month. But with TikTok, it's now starting to bleed over into music. Sure, but everything everything that gets popular bleeds over into popular culture. That's how that works. I just used to think the songs came and then the movies took them. And then I guess they started making songs for movies. But these are clips that get big that turn into songs. It's, it's Yeah, but I mean, they talked about Bad Baby like... She she went on Dr. Phil as a shitty kid and oh, now yeah. is a fucking is filthy rich. And like, he says she's a good rapper. I was just like, this is rich. Hold on. Means. I don't think I heard him say he liked her song. I didn't hear her say she was a good rapper. Oh, whatever. He it's was standing of, up for her. It sort of sounds a like a distinction to be made. Yeah. It sort of sounds like Lil Duval's uh song. Well, listen, I know we're gonna sound old, but I think a lot of the a lot of the popular rap now kind of sounds like Isn't her song like high bitch? What um what what are these sites where you go and watch people eat that Joe was talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, I, was he talking about the the audio ones? Because there's a big thing on the internet no, now no, to listen eating. to people eat. That too. So Simon, it's it usually Asians, 
and they have like a like a super good mic. Like the best mic money can buy. Not the best mic money can buy. I'm being a fucking dickhead. Yeah. But a really good mic. And they just have it cranked and they just eat food into the, or bite into. Dude, sometimes. Like something that everyone hates listening to other people chew. There's a, listen, I, what I've realized, Simon, is everything you hate, there's a market for yeah, it and someone totally. loves it. If I hate it, it's probably super popular. No, I don't even mean you. I just No, I I mean me. Okay, fine. But I mean, if you pick some Joe Schmo on the street and say, name five things you hate, there's a market for that somewhere and someone loves that shit. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Like, I remember, dude, I remember someone sending me like fart porn and I was like, this is not a thing. Fart porn. Yeah. Like just like Brazilian girls with huge asses getting fucked. There's constantly like... And you're like, well, this but is the there's least. a whole industry built That's what around I'm saying. fart porn. And the other one that fucked me up, and this one was weird to me just for its own reasons, was girls smoking while like masturbating or fucking and like or giving a blowjob or whatever. Yeah, that was I never understood that. Dude. Like, you want to see a girl uninterested in what they're doing? And even like, then, I was like smoking everything. Like, even as a smoker, I was like, smoking is disgusting. Like, I don't want a just terrible. What is he looking at? I'm just showing him a video of someone eating. That has 30 million views. Yeah, and on. she's it just eating. Away. She's just eating pickles. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah, she's just eating pickles. But so then. Okay, so that being said, is she famous? Like yeah. before she eats uh, I, the pickles? I don't know if she's famous. Yeah, she's Internet just famous. Now. She has a really good mic, really good mic. And she is just eating a jar of pickles like right into the mic Does first she of all eat the whole jar pickles disgust me <laughs> put it down don't throw up on my phone no hold on a second and this girl is not um like she's not super hot it's I a get, woman first of all i get I sorry, she's a, a girl a yeah. woman she is a female yep you're right that's why i stopped myself i get if it was like a super hot chick then i would be like okay i don't want to watch you eat but you're really hot so i'll deal with the eating see to that's get where the i hotness. disagree this is where you i totally disagree with you i think if she's hot i'm so much less likely to watch it well either way i'm not gonna watch it hey buddy well you're either watching way, it right I'm now not so gonna watch it. That wrong? <laughs> well and like he look, can't look she away didn't, look she didn't him. even like that bite she was like i don't really like that pickle that's even better for the ratings. Look at you, you, no, but she's, in. you she's got ads. You no, this is off. stupid, man. This doesn't even make any sense. But then I'm like, nothing does. Why are we not just eating shit on air? Because you have to have the wherewithal to have lighting, set it up and do it. And put so it all there. we need is lighting. And then like, how much money do you think she makes to eat those pickles? Well, million, first of all, dollars a year. 30 million views. Shut the fuck up. That's one video. Dude, she got probably $30,000 for that video. Okay. So just humor me for a second. Okay. What the fuck? What do you mean? What? That's what I mean is what the fuck question mark? Well, Simon, a lot, most of that shit is accidental. Like. Okay. Like, I get that she set out and was like, I'm going to eat pickles on my YouTube. So it's not enough for me to just eat pickles. She eats everything. No, point is, it's not enough for me. I need if something you're asking, new. If you're asking if tomorrow, if you just bought a camera and a good mic and some lights and started eating random shit on yes. YouTube, it would not. You would not get thirty million views. Unless overnight. he walked in the room, took his shirt off, and then ate shirtless. What if hold I hold on? What if, you if ate, I did? If you, hold on, I'll I'll one up you. If he did that, but ate like a complete fucking slob. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you're that's a, something. That's a whole thing. That's what the it is. Slob eating. That's what Especially because you have a really gross, that's, hairy, that's Jewish. That's what Joe chest. was talking about. Whoa! But whoa, whoa, you have no whoa. hair in your hands. 
I don't have a lot of hair on my arms or my legs. What? Yeah. You could uh, eat. I don't even have that hairy a chest. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not that bad. You could eat different bread with different types of butter. Oh, that is oh! fucking great. But I was just going to ask, what, if, what do you think about like a, oh, hold on. a you, Jew eating all non-kosher food? Is that enough? You're pushing an envelope. You're going to appeal to somebody. You get a lot of hate for sure. So that's that's where that's, that's where you push where the starts. envelope. Yeah. yeah, you want the hate. You actually want the hate before the like. I like this bread and butter thing, Kamar. Thank you. Call it Hold like on. A Jailhouse you, Chronicles. I'll one up you again. If you just documented you living off of bread and butter for a month. Oh, that's great. That's a documentary. Because like the vlog by day 15, the vlog of you like. Okay, I'm 100% going to do that. I know I can do that. Oh, man. I eat so film little you, as it is. But film yourself three days in a row and post it and a four day you want to shoot yourself. Yeah. No. No. Okay, oh, but, challenge accepted, dude. Yeah. Like done. Do it. Awesome. Awesome. If uh, I'll, I'll, what do I have to channel. what do I have to give you to make this happen? You have to do all the um loading and all of that shit. You know what I mean? I just have to do the So you're just gonna send me the videos? Yeah, I guess. Done. And you gotta like put it into something that makes sense. Okay, like once we story. once we get a camera in the new year. Perfect. That'll be we'll figure out a way for you to vlog daily and then okay, we can okay. work this out. All right, done, four days, done and done. If you get through four days, you might as well. Have done I'm never the whole gonna. Month. I'm never gonna get a job but again. It's, it's you hard. know what doesn't? Sorry, totally different topic. Just to keep things rolling here. You know what doesn't get enough respect, in my opinion, basketball. The movie. Yeah, man. Well, those guys are just the fucking masterpiece. Everything Anything those guys do, I'm with I think Kamar. I bashed it but I love day, that one because I feel like we're getting like a piece of them in it, like what they're really like. Of course, Orgasmo. Orgasmo, you can always watch. I don't know if I've ever seen Orgasmo. Go watch Orgasmo. I have two things I got to watch. Orgasmo and, and Interstellar. Choda Boy. Do you want to tell me the whole plot of the movie? Just keep no, I'll just give you the tidbits. No, hey. don't give me any. <laughs> so I wanted to bring my mysterious fact is when Little Duval and Joe were talking about, do ever animals get high? Tony started talking about the koalas. Oh, and how high up the eucalyptus. They yeah. have to eat it or they go ferocious and just lose their shit. Like but they just, do. just wait a second, because again, not a scientist, but koalas are not bears. They are marsupials. Ooh. Okay. Screaming at they the podcast. They just called koala bears. So they're not a bear. Like his whole rant is just. I think his point was just marsupial or not. It's a vicious little creature yeah, I know, that's I know, like I know, built I know, like a I brick shit house. I'm just being yeah, I know. a prick. <laughs> Don't you love the idea that they just look at you like, what the fuck? Where's, that? And where's, they, the, where's my shit? They yeah. die from having sex. They're a real fucking weird animal, man. They die high all the time and they die having sex. Are most of them in captivity, do you know? No, I think there's a lot of koalas in the wild. I know the world died when that koala burnt. What if... The world died when that koala burnt. Whoa. That wasn't even like... A koala in Australia got caught in a brush fire. Okay. And the world saw it, and it was all being nursed back to health. Gotcha. And then it passed away. Okay. And this was recently with these recent brush fires? Two weeks, three weeks. Okay. I didn't hear anything How are we still here? How are we still here? (laughs) What if, though, koalas are actually little people? They just have a different like or aliens. Like they're just, ah, just have you seen them angry? They're like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. I would love know? to see them. Or they're like uh, gremlins. Dude, have you ever seen a lynx? No, a bobcat. The feet on it are jump. Huge. Oh no, it can jump fourteen feet. 
Wow. Dude, I was watching this video. It's, it's like this far. little clip on... Um, it's not that far. It's a little... Of course you could jump that it's far. A, shut I think up. he means up, 14 feet in the air or long. Maybe it was more than 14 feet. Because long, Kamara's right. Anyways, <laughs> I was looking at it. It was looking across this river and yep. there's a rock in the middle of the river. And I'm like, oh shit, it's going to jump onto that rock. No, it just, it just jumps across the river. It like, just springs though, eh? Flies, man. It's yeah. nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, and that's why I find it funny when people are like, I think if I had a knife and I saw that thing out in the wild, I'd have a chance. No, that's a, that, you might have a chance against a lynx or a bobcat. They're, a listen, lynx, you might. Well, lynx and a bobcat are the same thing. Fine, yeah. Anyways. I'm talking like a fucking but mountain lion. a mountain lion, lion, you have zero chance. With a knife, with a maybe a sword. If you had like a katana blade and you could stay far enough away from that thing and it was sharp enough that it could cut it in half with one slice, you might have a chance. Well, wasn't a Kamar saying that all of us could take on a lion? All the boys? With our bare hands. Not right now. That wasn't even with fucking in katana blades. I'd have to exercise. Okay. No. Again, I think if I had a katana blade... I could do a lot of damage to a lot of animals. Yeah, if you have a six foot blade, you, yeah, usually you can. This is what I'm saying. You could stay, you John Jones, stay away from them, and all your uh, thrusts are lethal. Anyways, let's move on from that. Uh, we got to end this. We're we're like three and a half hours let's, in. Uh, do you have more on Tony? Twenty nine feet. That's a long. It's a world record for the long jump for so humans. Fuck, yeah. So fuck your body. Twenty nine feet. Yeah. Holy fuck. They're flying too, man. But you can't just bound off a rock. And then get no, I, I understand, but that's <laughs> it, it's fucking It's very specific nuts. on the, the, the uh, track running down, but yeah. Yeah, but even if you put that guy in the wild, you, you'd have to assume he could jump 20 feet. It's unbelievable. The current record for women is 24 feet. They're getting out there. They're jumping. That ain't shit. No, <laughs> no, but the patriarchy's holding off the other couple of feet. That's off true. Them. That's true. Okay, yeah, we got to bring this home. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. We, I have dude, a lot we have left, a, but we, we have do a it post, in the post show, and we yeah. have fucking. We're so gonna be here till ten perfect. p.m. Just let's leave it on one last question that they posed. Go ahead. Um, well, we have to rate if it. If you well. were about to starve to death, yeah, and your mother had just frozen, I knew you were gonna ask this. Would you eat her? I don't. I don't think I could to save yourself. Well, first of all, she's already dead. You're not killing her. I'm actually to gonna eat her. I'm actually gonna pose this question to my mom when I see her this week. About her mom? No, I'm gonna. You? No, I'm gonna say, what's the protocol here? Okay, my uh, a thousand percent. Your mom tells you to save yourself by eating oh, her. Of course, you so, know my mom. You've met my mom. No, but all mothers would do that. What kind of mother would be like? No, you're dying, bitch. Kosher ones. No, my mother. Oh, she's not kosher. But anyways, she, I'm telling you, it it would take some type of selfish ass mom to be like, no, we're all dying. But here. the answer is, of course, I would. Yes, me ass too. first. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do it while she's still alive? Oh God, no, no. I uh, yeah, I think it, listen, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, if she's dead and I I'm on like it's a live type situation, yeah. and I'm on the fucking that's, Andes. That's exactly the question that was posed to you, Matt. Yeah. I don't know if my life is worth living if my mom's gone. So, what a pretty boy! boy. Yeah, Go unbelievable! I, I don't know. I just don't know if I could. You are a thousand percent eating her. Okay. I just I know you. Kamar doesn't even let them check for a pulse. I think she's gone. I <laughs> Dig I, in. If I have to eat my mom, I'm riding a motorcycle off. Uh, I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. 
And on that note, let's rate it. All right, rate Tony. Simon, we'll start with you. I give Tony a um, two, three. Okay, man. I give him a three. Nothing grounded, Jordan. Oh, and they also broke out the fucking JFK speech again. Deep yeah. state, deep state, yeah, deep state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give it a three as well. There's, uh, It was... No. Yeah, yeah, three. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if we re-rate the week, without looking at any numbers... I remember all my numbers, and I know they're going to add up to higher than a two and a half, but I truly... I'm sticking with a two and a half because I was generous in spots where maybe I shouldn't have been. Kamar? Maybe I have to up it to like a three, seven, five. I was at three and a half. Three, seven, five. You stuck with the two and a half, Matt. And if I had to rate this week again after talking about everything, I think I'd have to give the week a three because uh, Pavlov, really, I mean, that weighs it down tremendously for His me. His name was it. definitely not Pavlov. And, and, and it weighs it down? And, that was good. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mean to do that. That's Matrix <laughs> shit. And the lighter, I like. I as much as I liked Lil Duval, it, I was enraged by that. I'm so glad I, I fully listened to the episode and don't have to. Thank you for not texting me. If you had texted me that, I would have fucking murdered you. I didn't uh, know. Yeah, it's amazing. No, I wanted to save it all for the podcast, my friend. Good work. Yeah. Um, that being said, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want, you can email us. Also, if you guys ever like have a like this, this just dawned on me. If ever you listeners um, listen to one of Joe's episodes during the week and you have a question about one of the episodes, email us before Sunday. And maybe we'll throw that into the mix as well. You know what I mean? Like if someone's like, hey, Tony mentioned this. What did you guys think about? I got time. Know, that's, that's a top. Anyway, Simon's looking at me. No, like I, 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 sorry. I was just confused by the timeline, but I'm good. I just meant anyway, you can email us. It's jreepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we have a Twitter. It's jreepodcast. We have an Instagram. It's also jreepodcast. Kamar has an Instagram. At Kamar Babar, Twitter and Instagram. And come out and see me this week in Kingston, Wednesday to Saturday. Unbelievable. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Oh, nice work, Kamar. Uh, Simon, you can follow him on Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. And remember that the best way to fight hate is with love. So go leave a good review somewhere. Man, you're pissed about karma the reviews. You're is, quietly pissed about the karma reviews. Karma is bound to come back to these people I okay think. uh and uh i am on that note kamar i'm also i forgot i'm hosting a fucking rap show at yes, babylon on friday which i forgot about this friday matthew yeah the 20th Interesting. yeah don't come okay um there you go um what else we have a patreon oh yeah i loved how the guy on instagram this week was like so let me get this straight joe rogan has a free podcast and you guys have a podcast about Joe's podcast behind a paywall. And I was like, do I have to write a fucking giant synopsis I, I, about I what we do like, here? Do you, like, No, but do you not even understand what Patreon is? Like, it, there's no paywall where if you want to donate, donate. If you don't, the fucking thing is free. Yeah, no, I listen. I, like I said, I'm done trying to explain it to the layman's. We do have a Patreon. If you want to support the show, we appreciate the hell out of you. If you don't, we still release pretty much everything for free but however if you join the patreon we do give you a bonus it's not just like you're giving us something for nothing 
We realize that you guys work hard for your money. If you join the Patreon for any amount, we give you uh, our series called This Won't Age Well, where we go back and we choose old Joe Rogan episodes. We revisit them, we listen to them, and we see how well they've aged. And uh, I love it. It's a fucking great little series we've done. And Last week's was the best ever. Uh, which one? Eddie Bravo and yeah, Alex man. Jones? Yeah, It was pretty powerful. It was an episode that we never got to do, and it's fucking Well, the, that's why this is best. great. It's a chance for us. We do three or four of them a month, depending on how many Mondays there are. So again, if you do want to support the show, it's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Uh, if you do join, we appreciate you. And if not, hey, don't sweat it. No big deal. Um, that's really it. We appreciate the shit out of everyone if you've made it this far. Thank you so much for listening. And oh, yeah. And you know what? We forgot to shout out the little guy. It's Chico's fucking one year. Oh, yeah. Happy anniversary, Chico. Happy anniversary, we got the Chico. Little, we got the little guy a year ago. started right as the podcast. That's it. Chico joined the show one month in. So if you've ever listened to the first four episodes, it's Sans Chico. So Interesting. Love you, little buddy. Changed my life. Uh, that being yeah. said, stick around for the post, Joe. And uh, have a great week, weekend, whatever. Keep your eyes open. 